Welcome to Beer Field, where we got a boatload to get into between injuries and trades and benchings and all the happenings around the league. I'm your host, Chris Hopper, at Beerfield Hop, joined by Dan Thurry, at Beerfield Thurry, Ryan Miner, at Ryan Miner, underscore FFB. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. All right. Let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah, let's just get straight <laughs> let's into just this. jump into it. Let's just jump right into it, because uh, there's a boatload. So I actually wasn't ready. This is quicker than I'm used to. What's fueling beer fueled? All right. What's fueling beer fueled for this show? I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm doing a show first. I'm doing a beer and a food pairing. Ooh. Mostly because I haven't eaten yet. So we're going to pair this box of freaking White Castles <laughs> with this Elysian Space Dust. Because I also didn't prepare for beer either. I prepared like nothing this week. So I'm going to be eating White Castles and drinking Elysian for now. Dan. <laughs> I am uh, I'm dealing with a malfunctioned mouse. Otherwise, I am, uh, I'm you drinking. You don't need the mouse. You don't got to look anything up. Oh, I got to do shit still. Just ask our producer to do it. You have a producer? Oh, you? This is fun. I'm not looking stuff up for you. Anyways, <laughs> I'm drinking uh, one of my all-time favorite Oktoberfest, Urban Chestnuts, Old Cats. Hey, here it works. I got a mouse again, guys. The battery was working. Who rotated the battery on it? Yeah, you know, I, I, I had to take it out of the vibrator and put it in the mouse. But, you know, here we are. Actually. Uh-huh. He goes, uh-huh. he goes, all right. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I am drinking that it's Bell's Hop Slam Hop Ale Slam that just came out. Delicious. Hop Slam yeah. just came out? Yep. How is Hot Slam coming out now? We're like two months before it's supposed to be out. Because that's what they do now. Oktoberfest come out in May now. July. Yeah, but it's <laughs> been that way for years. Hop Slam out in October. All right. I was wondering why some guy was talking about him like, is he drinking last year's? Because Hopside shouldn't be out. But fuck, do I know? Sorry, You're Ryan. The beer guy here. You're the beer guy here. You should I work, know. I, I mean, again, the, the beer industry. Soon enough, they're going to release, you know, 2024 stuff at 23. So what the fuck do we know? He doesn't sell Hop Slam, though. I do not sell Hop Slam. I should see it. I just brew the shit. All right. Um,. <laughs> We had a lot of injuries to get to, a lot of trades to get to, and I prepped none of it, so we're just going to kind of do the whole read-through Roto World thing. Let's start with Kadarius Tony because we'll get recency backwards. Kadarius Tony Thursday traded uh, to the Chiefs. So, um, yeah, so I guess, <laughs> sorry, I saw something in there about how those injury didn't get nixed. So, draft pick compensation on that was, I believe, a Six that can become a fifth. I thought it was a fourth and a sixth. It's a fourth third and a. Six. It's a third and a sixth. You're thinking that of can the James Robinson. Yes. Uh, You're thinking of the James Robinson trade. The which Tony we'll, trade. Is which a we'll third. get to. Yeah. Yeah. So the Kadarius Tony trade. Um, moves Giants to Chiefs. Giants and him were at odds about his health. <laughs> Apparently, he's healthy. Uh, the Giants never seemed sold on Tony when the new regime came in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shocking, huh? None of us really saw why he should have went in the first round either. No, but. Sorry, I'm eating. What I did see last year, though, was um, he was easily 
from an underlying metrics perspective, the best Giants wide receiver last year. And they drafted Wandale Robinson, who to me was a worse version of Kadarius Tony. So it's not like they went out and severely improved over what they had. This is a guy that did show that he could do some things with the ball in his hands and be effective. I'm not saying he was worth a first-round pick. He's not. But he's still a very, very usable piece. And if there's anybody that knows how to use that type of player and they can get creative with somebody like that, it's the Chiefs. Now, you got to sell window. You should probably take it because people are going to go ape shit over him with the Chiefs. But I do think that this could lead to some productivity with him. Nicole Hardman, several years in, has not really worked out doing that. Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't really fill that role, and Valdez Scantling's shown some flashes, but has been a little bit inconsistent. They didn't give up nothing to get him. Tony's going to come in here and get a shot to be that type of gadget guy that the Chiefs have been looking for. And he can do some things with the ball on his hands as long as he's healthy. I mean, it's not not a bad... I mean, it's an interesting move by giving up a day two pick for him, essentially. I mean, obviously, round three, late round three. So, yeah. You know, it's one of their conditional thirds, so it's going to be a very late third. Um, You know, you, you know, as you mentioned, Miko Harmon's going to be a free agent next year. There, there's no way, there's no reason to bring him back. He, he provides very little to your team outside of a couple gadget plays. Granted, those gadget plays he can be very effective with, but that's about as much as he can do. Tony has shown the upside of what, when he's healthy, um, which is pretty much rarity, you know, nowadays, but it, it's, it's, we know if there's a, a coaching staff that can get the most out of a player like Tony, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not drawing parallels to Tyreek, but no. there are some parallels to Tyreek in terms of what they could do on the field with the ball in their hands. And maybe it starts off slow. Um, but there is, it, it's interesting. He got him on his rookie deal for another, you know, three years plus his fifth year. Mm-hmm. There's time here now. You know, uh, Juju's also a free agent. I, 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 I see no reason for them not to bring him back unless he gets hurt. Um, well, as Scantling is too, isn't he? No, he signed a three-year deal. Three-year deal. He signed. He signed a three-year deal, but they have an out. So I was going to say that that there's an out on every one of these receivers after this year. Well, besides Sky, Sky Moore, Moore. and Sky Moore, Sky Moore. One, yeah, Sky Moore is the one that kind of hurts. It, it hurts to see, but more is like, again, there's always a prospect every year that the entire community loves that that tends to all of a sudden flop, and maybe more just needs some time on the bench, and we're gonna see some of you know Tony in the meantime. But and I think Moore and Tony are different enough. I think that Tony is definitely more of a of a gadgety playmaker, where Moore is definitely more of a true. <laughs> you know, wide receiver with some speed to him. I think they're different enough to where it doesn't hinder the chance that Sky Moore could break out if you believe in that. Now, we haven't seen anything from them this year, but I don't think it blocks Sky Moore, I guess, is what I'm saying, because of the role that Kadarius Tony, you know, the way I see him fitting. I don't think it blocks Sky Moore. It, it, it's, well, I mean... It, He's not going to see the field this year, right? Yeah. Because you can't play. I mean, like, they're not going to play five receivers the entire time. They won't play four the entire time. So your you're main three now. Hey, man, we'll he's, see he's, is, he's one injury away. <laughs> he's like two injuries, three injuries. Who knows? Uh, but then, fuck, even Justin Watson was getting more production than him. So, But that doesn't mean Sky Moore like, does more on special teams instead. He's more of a special teams player than 
I mean, do you want him on special teams? He's got multiple turnovers in special teams this year. I mean, do you really want him in that spot? And maybe, you know, Tony, Mm -hmm. like, as he learns the playbook, you know, you just put him in special teams and let him, you know, be your guy as he gets more acclimated, you know, to the playbook. Um, But I think as he gets going, I think he's the one that's going to take, like, he'll he'll take more of the Mecole, I think, snaps. And And you make a really good point there, too, about getting him acclimated because – Tony's not a receiver that comes in immediately and you're like, oh, crap, we got to feed him a bunch. It's somebody you can come in and you can build in a package of plays for him game one and really ease him into that. I mean, look at Tyreek. Again, Tyreek is not as polished of a receiver. I mean, Tony, again, because, you know, he played quarterback in college. He wasn't a hybrid the way that the Hill was, but there's some rawness to him. And and Casey made it a point to, to put packages together for Hill in his rookie season as he became a more comfortable as a receiver, but just learned the playbook mm-hmm. and learned how to, you know, be a function in that offense. And and that is the pure upside. Yep. Well, if we get to that point, that's fucking great, but we already got a Tyree kill and that was already a unicorn to get there. So <laughs> may not happen, but there is no, there's some and excitement may, and it may never be more than a flex play with some, like Tony may never be more than a flex play with some upside. He may never be more than, a boom bust type of player most weeks. I mean, you got to yeah. put that that qualifier on this, but at least he goes to a place where he has higher value than where he was. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I wonder if they try to use him more as like a rusher, you know, they do like the end arounds type of play because it's like I he think, has I think that they speed, will. You know, I think and that they will. The Giants never use him in that. End arounds, the screen games, um, end around screen game. You know, not necessarily a pure field stretcher. You could line him up in the backfield, wildcat him. There's a lot of gadgety type stuff you can do just because of his athleticism. Exactly. Uh, Devontae Adams dealing with a bad flu. We'll more on that on Sunday. We it's still early. She's <laughs> bad flu. COVID. I hate COVID, this week. Yeah, I'm totally. I kidding. hate this week with all the injuries right now. I'm like, oh. There, I don't want to play fancy anymore. This is what happens when we got it. When we have a very We're quiet here. preseason, a very quiet preseason, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's by the catch way, up at some point, yeah, here, here comes all this shit you don't want to see. Yeah, here comes an iceberg. I'm gonna hit it. Uh, James Conner limited, Darrell Williams limited. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Cardinals backfield. We'll talk more about that in the previews. Um, we know it's a little late to talk about Thursday's games. So we're just gonna move right on by that. I mean, we got to talk about what happened Thursday's game that had nothing to do with Thursday's game. What's that? The trade of McCaffrey. Oh, I was, talking, record- I was talking about. No, oh, we tonight's? did. We did. I'm talking about tonight's game, not okay. last Thursday. I was like, McCaffrey, lot- because the way I'm going through this is probably going to be like the last thing we talk about. <laughs> not I mean, that- maybe maybe we should hit on a little sooner than last thing. Okay, great. I, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Jamar Chase sideline four to six weeks. This um, is also important. Prime candidate for injured reserve. Yes, he is, especially if it's a four to six week time frame. Look, the Bengals, we already know what the succession order is here, right? T. Higgins slides into the one. Tyler Boyd, Boyd immediately has a ton of two upside. But the guy that I wouldn't overlook this helping is also um at the tight end position. That's Hayden Hurst, who's had a really solid season up to this point. And there's just been target volume, room for playmakers unlocked. Also, don't be surprised if you see mixing get a little bit of a boost out of this too, um, as far as fantasy productivity goes. 
you know, losing Chase definitely hurts, but next guy up and the Bengals are a deep enough team to where they can get around this through game planning, but they also are deep enough at the wide receiver position to where you're completely fine with T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this is such a dominant player. This hurts the entire offense. Hurst should obviously get more work. Mixon should run more routes. Um, I don't know who their actual number three receiver is. I really don't care. It should be it should be concentrated volume to your Higgins or Boyd. Is it Stanley Morgan? It might be it, it might be bad Michael Thomas. Yeah, or it's bad Mike Thomas, yeah. Bad Mike um, Thomas. Um, yeah, it's bad Mike. It's the elder Mike Thomas. Yeah, no, no, he's bad Mike Thomas. Uh <laughs> and uh I it it's it, it hurts Burrow. It's going to just make the offense a little less efficient. It does hurt mixing because you're taking in a very explosive playmaker out of the offense and in hopes you can't expect the Bengals offense to just get better all of a sudden. Um, so p- potential less touchdown upside to it. So um, the biggest concern is the is when this injury happened, right? We're in week eight. We're, we're damn near towards the end of the fantasy regular you season. You got to get him back basically for your playoff run. That's the hope, yeah. right? If, it, if, if you're in the playoffs. If you're in the yeah. So I've been thinking about this all day. It's like this could not. I mean, I feel bad for him anyways because it's like you don't want to see any of these guys get hurt. This is very a very very unfortunate uh, yeah. for fantasy gamers. Yeah, on the low end it, of the time frame, it's week twelve. Yeah, which is twelve thirteen. Which is obviously what you hope, but you don't want to see him rush back and then re hurt and then you get no playoff out of him. No, on the long end, it's week fourteen, and you know. You first get him, round of the playoffs, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Depending on how your league does it, first round of the playoffs or last week of the regular season. So, and in hopes that there's no like residual like rust or anything like that. Yeah, rust, and... or he's not actually hundred percent. You know, it's it's. Yeah, and thank you. Just, you, you just hope you're on by at that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, and, get one first round by. And thank you for uh for qualifying that it doesn't help the whole offense because that's true i was listing off a lot of players there and it does don't get me wrong elevate those players but it doesn't elevate the offense the reason it elevates those players is because you're elevating hayden hurst firmly into that tight end five six discussion you're maybe giving Mixon a little bit of a bump boyd becomes all of a sudden a startable too just because of volume alone and higgins gets a little bit of a bump it doesn't bump any of them up into the the stratosphere it's a cumulative effort of everybody comes up a little bit nobody takes a a massive jump tyler boyd probably gets the biggest jump out of this but nobody gets just this massive bump without chase because you're right the offense as a whole it hurts from a fantasy perspective it does elevate to me all the big old skill players just a little bit more because they're going to be a little bit more relied on volume wise don't be shocked if maybe they they make a move maybe with because uh, we what the deadlines next Tuesday, the trade deadline. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah they, you know, with the loss of Chase with them in a division hunt with the Ravens at four and three, um, you may see them also maybe make a small move at receiver. Obviously, that, that, you know, make a splash trade like, you know, trade for Judy or something like that. But you may see them maybe make a move and shake up, you know, this receiving core. So. And apparently, Mark Andrews is 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 uh, to the locker room. I haven't. Oh, There's a comment in the chat. I haven't seen anything on it yet. But injured shoulder. Yeah. Wasn't he already dealing with a knee injury? I thought it was the shoulder. I thought it was a shoulder injury. Was it? I I don't remember. 
That makes me sad. Damn, I really don't need to lose Andrews. All right. It's all right, though. He got his six points. He's already having a good tight end day. That's <laughs> yeah. true. I really don't need to lose him. We're losing. Everyone's losing everyone right now. Well, that's true. Alan Lazard not going to play against Buffalo. So <laughs> you're losing everybody. You're just losing anything that's actually good. And Green Bay refuses to trade for a receiver because Matt Lafleur. No, God. rumors are they're going. They're tr- like looking to trade for AJ Green. It's like why? There why? was rumors of them with Will Fuller last year. The last two years, fuck this team and fuck why trade yeah. for one. Yeah, well, those could be your two biggest signings: are Will Fuller and Odell Beckham. <laughs> they're free agents. I don't think Will Fuller even wants to play anymore. Oh, I think he. I just. I think he might want done. to go. Maybe, and if that's the case, I wish him well, and hopefully he can get himself right back. But Packers need to sign Odell. <laughs> they want to have a break. Yeah. Oh my god, um, he's got to be close to being ready, right? I mean, November was his projected timeline for that recovery. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, and that's pretty, and that's pretty aggressive too. I mean, I mean, it was ACL injury Six, in the months. Super Bowl. Yeah. So that would have been February. So eight months is October. So yeah, November should be about ready. Oh man, um, we'll see. Hopefully, anyway, nice. focusing on what they have. That's, I guess, Robert Tunyon. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't play the Bills. This can go. This is maybe this is, maybe Rogers actually does retire. It's, after it's this. a it's it's so bad. Romeo Dobbs breakout game. Oh, yeah. Is he like? Is he like? Yeah. I suddenly destroyed him during a press conference saying that he didn't like, he wants to make sure his rookies are like, maybe some rookies should get more play than others because they're, I don't know. He said a quote, you know, time on his rookie receivers. Talking about Christian, Watson. About Christian Watson. Yeah. I mean, maybe Watson, but <laughs> Watson's barely played. I mean, I mean, Watson's well, maybe that's playing. what he's saying is Christian Watson should be playing more than Romeo Dobbs. I mean, th- yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you I think you would hope after spending a, a top 34 pick on Christian Watson. Yeah, don't go chasing that is no, my advice. Don't, don't chase any. Don't chase any pack. Or Unless you need Jones. some YOLOs. Yeah. Don't do it. Do you have Samuel not practicing on Thursday? Speaking of needing some YOLOs. Ugh. So that's not good news when. You know, even with veteran rest days, typically if they're not at least limited on Thursday, doesn't bode well for them playing. So, not good news there. Uh, let's see. Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, both limited. <laughs> they have no receivers because you know, God's also hurt. <laughs> yeah. A lot of limited participation, which is fine. Amonra, uh, St. Brown, by the way, should be good to go, was removed because of the new concussion protocol rule, but did not have a concussion. So, you should be good to play. Do you guys understand how that works now? So if you're automatically assumed to have one, you're automatically out of the game no matter if what. You show any signs of instability. Yeah. You're out of the like game. You're, you're out. You're out. Good. The I'm sorry. Is your instability, you're out. I'm sorry. And then, the player health. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Swift practicing in full. He should be back. That's one little bright spot, I guess. Oh, thank God. Thank God somebody's coming back and not hurt. Like the third game of his career or something. Uh, Landry and Thomas still not practicing. Oh, Jesus. Some so, guy, was... some guy today was like, "I'm going to pick up Andy Dalton over Justin Fields because he needs a quarterback with Mahomes on by." I'm like, "Oh, buddy. Oh man, that's... let's have a conversation about how you should not do this." Where's Raheem Blackshear? 
I think he's not going. To I might pick him up and yellow start him. See if I can get my one for fifty five and a touchdown. <laughs> oh uh, my god! Hey, if it works, it works. Sorry, still looking. Uh, Jahan Dotson not expected to play, so that's nah. I don't know. It would be a feeling. Jets going with a hot hand. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk to Michael Carter trade real quick since we're here. Um, James Robinson. James Robinson trade, sorry. After losing Brees Hall, James Robinson was uh, sent up to New York. That was a third rounder. That was a sixth. A sixth that can be a fifth. Sixth that can be a fifth for an undrafted free agent. So first off, Good job by the Jacksonville scouting department. This is exactly what you want to happen with the UDFAs is you just turned them into draft picks. And he was expendable because of Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne to the moon right now is where this is. Etienne is going to be a bell cow down there in Jacksonville. It's a rarity. The rest of the season is his, and you got nothing <laughs> else down there you need to worry about. Um, Up in New York, you're going to get a lot of what we got last year, I think. With with James Robinson and Michael Carter kind of in the split, you know, 55, 45, 50, 50 type of role. Um Carter getting more of the receiving work, Robinson getting more of the rushing work. Um, they both have flex value, but it caps their upside. My take. Yeah, I see this as a like a Ty Johnson, Michael Carter thing, especially in the beginning part of the season where, yeah, I can definitely see games where it's going to lean, you know, towards James Robinson, um, especially if they get up early, if the game seems neutral, um, it's it's still an offense that just he's not Brees Hall. This is this is maybe he has an explosive player too, but it is this offense which has been pretty bad in the passing game is now. Found life in the running game, which is now gone with Brees Hall's injury. We hope James Robinson gets there. As you mentioned, good job for Jacksonville. Um, thank God it wasn't anything higher than the fifth or sixth. Because Zach Wilson has the shoulders to handle it. Well, but then they also lose another offensive lineman too. Zach Wilson will just run <laughs> right into the ground. Right over to uh, the maybe it'll be fun. It'll be, it's fine. This is like the burning room with the guy. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Um, it's fine. Shuba Hubbard not practicing. Speaking of this, so now's a good time to talk to McCaffrey trade, I guess. Do you have compensation pulled up on that? Cause I'm not going to pretend to remember it. It was a third. I know it. I know it. it was a, I got it. I know what the deal is. Oh, so it's McCaffrey for a twenty. It was McCaffrey for a second, third, and fifth round in twenty twenty three, and then a sixth round in twenty twenty four. So a lot um, of draft capital. A lot of draft capital. League where running backs are decreasingly being devalued. Yeah, and we saw McCaffrey in in limited opportunity and in, in not opportunity, but in limited snaps, um, handle like fifty percent of the touches when he was on the field. So. Uh, I'm not saying that's gonna hold up, but no, it won't. It's there just, is uh, <clears throat> he had three is, days to learn the playbook. I was yeah. surprised he had that much, and, right. and he looked good. I mean, he's he, he looked like McCaffrey. So, um, this should overall, you know, cap some of the upside here. You don't add a 20 percent target share player, and it does not help. It does not kind of hurt the ceiling. 
of the rest of your playmakers in that offense. He's going to command work. Jimmy G is not a runner. Kyle Shanahan hasn't had a playmaker like this outside of Debo at the true running back position that he can work with. Like it's been what since like Devonta Freeman, where he's actually had a running back be productive in the passing game. Yeah. And uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm like, I'm extremely intrigued to see how this actually plays out. Um, I went back and looked at McCaffrey's uh, contract. I didn't realize he's got no dead cap after this year. There's none. Huh? And he's obviously $12 million a year is the contract. So he's going to be very, very well paid if he stays in San Francisco. This is just very interested to see. You also don't trade four picks for a rental. So no, no he'll be there. He'll, he'll be there. Ride that out. But yeah, you know, I agree. And Debo is the one that I think this really takes some upside away from. Um, and it's not an offense that, that passes a lot, but you know, a couple things here. McCaffrey being a true three down back um, probably can help George Kittle as far as just routes go a little bit um, because you can chip with either of them now. Um, you don't want Mac, not saying you want McCaffrey in as a blocker, but just uh, an angle that's probably not been talked about much on that. If, is if that, that happens, you, we riot. You have the option. Well, you can also chip and go out into the flat. There's a lot of different things you can do with them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that. I think does help open up things, particularly a little bit more for Kittle. Um, he's going to be a bell cat there. I mean, this kills Jeff Wilson and any value that was remaining there. And, you know, forgotten man, but there should no longer be any anticipation about Eli Mitchell coming back. Yeah, there. this is a McCaffrey show. Yes, you can obviously, you can obviously get hurt, but this is the McCaffrey. I'm very, I, I, I cannot wait. To see McCaffrey lined out wide with Debo in the backfield, just to, oh. like to watch Kyle Shanahan over the next three weeks get like truly excited to see how this works. Is well, Debo's dealing with the hamstring injury, not practicing. I, right I now, know so even, he can we, still concoct it in his mind, though. <laughs> are we gonna see any? Are we gonna see them together you know, at all? I got it. That would be hope that's so. that's this year in a nutshell. I we won't so. ever get to see them. Yeah, I hope so too. Um. Now the other side of this, obviously opportunity opens up in, in Carolina. And all I saw was Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard. My advice to a couple of people was, all right, everybody's going to zig, zig over there. Let's not forget who the more productive back was. when McCaffrey went down last year. Overall, go pick up Deonta Foreman. Uh, the most productive back when McCaffrey went down was, was actually Chuba Hubbard. Was yeah. it? Deontay Foreman was the most productive back when Derrick Derrick Henry Henry went down. Sorry. (laughs) Both of them were productive, but it's, it's not good to see player serve, but this gives us a little more clarity in this backfield, even though it'll always be a hot hand. I got that screwed up. I remembered Foreman being very productive. (laughs) He was there, I think with them some time ago though. I thought, thought but anyways, I thought it was the Titans. He's he, well. He's bounced around since since he was the days of Houston. Houston. He was, a Texan. Bit, he was yeah. a Texans for a long time. Yeah. He got drafted by Houston. Obviously, tore his Achilles. Um, I thought he went. I thought he. I. I maybe it was Indy. He went to. I thought he played in Carolina prior to this. Yeah. Anyways, and Chuba wasn't exactly just looking at this. There were a couple of good games in there, but he was not doing what Deonta Foreman was doing. I think it was more of. 
It's also a very more bad my point there. Now, Foreman, not much of a pass catcher. Basically, what I was the, the point I was making was everybody's going around not to get Chuba. Don't forget about Foreman, and Foreman goes for 118 yards, and it's a moot point now. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, yeah, it's uh, that game was so weird. The best run defense in football gets shredded by arguably the worst, the, the, the worst offense right now in football. That looks like a powerhouse, it made yeah. no sense. It's wacky, it was wacky, but um, you know, rest of the season, I agree, it's a hot hand approach. It's kind of the same thing you got with the Jets, where except I feel like this backfield has more upside than what the Jets' backfield does. Um, they're both going to be flex plus, maybe even into RB2 value, especially given the offense. I think. Yeah, because Zach Wilson doesn't dump off to his running backs like PJ Walker will, I think. Right. Or Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield or whoever's yeah. playing it. So they all dump off I to the running backs. I mean, Baker dumped off to CMC. I mean, it, it's it, it's unknown because mm-hmm. Chuba got the pass catching production. Foreman never had it's what the offense oh. is what they're going to want to design to walker is more of a mobile quarterback so in theory it'd be less checkdowns but wilson's also you know he's not slow by any means but it's is both backfields that you can't get super excited about no especially carolina think, that no, no, no. offense is going to be fucking terrible yeah but i i feel like the offense is going to be terrible, but because of the passing game is going to rely a little bit more on the running game to try to be productive than what I think the Jets will. So I do feel like there's a little bit more upside on the Carolina side of things than there is on the Jets side of things <laughs> as far as backfields go. In any event, there's just been four more running backs that we have to talk about every week as potential starts. Huh. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Another headache. Another headache. Uh, David Njoku was going to miss several weeks with the high ankle sprain. So Probably f- uh, four to five, four to six. Yeah. You just lost one of the more reliable tight ends. Oh, God. He's not practicing. That's an obvious Tony Pollard at this point. Uh, and they're playing the Bears, though. Tony Pollard's backfield to run, man. And Zeke's going to be out for a while. I think like, I saw somewhere he has like a tour in PCL or something like that. Well, he really? got his knee hit last week in the game. Yeah. And he went, he was down for a good few minutes. Like, before it's, he came it's, off the field. It's like he's not going to play. Like, he's going to miss multiple weeks. I just, for some reason, they like with the, uh, with the, the Dobbins scenes. Yeah. Not... There's been no announcement of like, oh, yeah. Like, Jamar Chase was, he's questionable. He's questionable. He's questionable. Now he's going to miss four to six, six weeks. It's like, okay, that's, that's probably yeah, we just that escalated super quickly because it's like <laughs> yeah, he was so out there with a hip injury, he was sore, and then he's out for four to six weeks. It's like that's not sore. Yeah, that's that's beyond just shooting him up with some pain medicine. So yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> gone for a little bit. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh Cam Akers still away from the Rams, so oh Cam Akers was also part of that uh, deal that the uh Rams were trying to make for CMC also. That's the Rams surprising. offered like something similar that was that plus Cam Akers. And good job for the Panthers. First off, four draft picks for running back. Yeah. What the, and uh in San Francisco, what the fuck, man? Just they're putting they're they're putting their eggs all in for this year right now. Yeah, let's put all my 
you know, begs in a basket of a right I mean, back. you're paying Jimmy G that kind of contract that you, they weren't expecting to pay him with all these incentives on it. So I think he gets like, what is it like? He gets bumped one, up like to a, 16 million, I think, now because he's he's taking the start. But isn't a million and a half he gets for every win he also on top of that? Oh, I'm I know not it's, sure. It's, it's freaking, it's, it's nuts, like how big his uh, well, incentives are. Best backup in the league, I guess. Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh. Good for um, him, though. I guess let's talk about quarterbacks for a second. Uh, Andy Dalton is officially the starter for the Saints over James <laughs> Winston on a performance basis, so it will be him for the foreseeable future. Winston is oh. declared healthy, but it will be Andy Dalton running that offense. And uh, Matt Ryan, bench for Sam Ellinger. <laughs> I love how they try to hide it as, well, he's not going to practice this week with the shoulder injury, but that doesn't matter because he still sucks. And Indy, like, what the fuck are you doing? They've given away so many picks for They've nothing. They've given up, what, two third-round picks? And a first, because like, of Wentz. Was Wentz a first-round pick for Wentz? Yeah, I thought I Wentz was, was. A, was it a first? I thought it was like two-thirds or something. No, nah, I think it was a first. Okay. Just because Wentz was still I, doing I just want to know, but either way, that front offense needs to get fucking fired. Like, you don't botch it that bad and expect to be kept and expect to keep your job. Yeah, like, oh, here's sixth-round uh, Sam Ellinger. Let's see how he can do. And we'll put Nick Foles in at the QB two. It was oh my! No, it was a twenty-one third-round pick and a twenty-two uh, conditional second. That exactly. turned into that turned into a first. You're right. Yeah, because right. he I'm started sorry. so many. Because he played seventy percent of the snaps. Yeah. Right. right. Yep. Yep. We're good. Forgot about that. It was a conditional. And then trade him to Washington for a third of peanuts. <laughs> I think it was two thirds. Was two. They used one of them for Matt Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> we're just giving we're away Matt Ryan, and now Matt Ryan is on <laughs> yeah. the bench with Sam Ellinger starting. Was Sam Ellinger uh, a third round pick perchance? He was a fourth rounder, I believe, wasn't he? I thought he was a fifth or sixth rounder. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Let's let's look that up. I wanted I to be a third rounder. rounder just for synergy, but uh, yeah. he is a sixth rounder. Six, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's if you take three times two, which is what they gave up for Carson Wentz. That's <laughs> the sixth uh, rounder, oh which is Sam Ellinger, who's starting. Oh, so uh, bad. You think they'll call up, maybe they'll call up Carolina. They'll be like, who do you guys want for Sam Darnold? <laughs> what do you want for <laughs> Baker? Third, we'll give you a third round third, pick third. in 2028. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't have any third round picks until then, but man, if you want third round picks, we got, we <laughs> we got, got something it. for you. Dude, we got what a player a for you. What a retread. Uh, DK Metcalf not practicing. He's fighting me out multiple weeks, too. I thought he, I thought he he came away fairly clean for, I think, from his MRIs. It sounds he, like yeah, he's it sounds clean. like he's a questionable. Like he was the one that actually escaped something serious. Yeah. I think I'm pretty I, like it sounded like he was like he has a chance to play Sunday. Dang it. And then it, when it picked up Goodwin everywhere. It's a sprained MCL for Zeke, which is a partial tear. Uh, Kyron Williams designated to return. That has some merit to it in the Rams backfield, I guess. Things. Things. I feel like I miss. Oh, yep. I was uh, four weeks for Mike Williams after. Um, he got bit in half. So, uh, Keenan Allen's back, but Mike Williams is going away. Go Keenan Allen. 
Yeah. Uh, all all the work. I can't wait to I can't wait for the 15 target games now. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got 12 catches for 98 yards. I'm all, you know what? You the know, PPL all leagues, baby. Pump I'm, I'm that into my veins. Yes. Yeah, let's go, Michael Thomas. I mean Keenan Allen. Let's I do will it. Definitely take that. Come on, slant boy. <laughs> come on. Right? Come on, oh, slant yeah. boy. Absolutely. Um I think Mac Jones is gonna start for the Patriots after that weird thing on Monday night. Monday night, yeah. Oh god. Monday night disaster. Yeah. Uh all about perspective. I didn't think it was a disaster. I thought it was pretty cool to watch, but I mean I, yeah, I mean I, for, for him. I for him, I, I enjoyed watching the continued rise of Justin Fields. It just warms my heart. It was, it was oh, pretty good. Love yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, like I enjoyed the Bears offense looking competent. I, I know it's like it's, it made no it's, sense. It's like, like, it's like just they, clicked. It's like they found a way to make Justin Fields feel comfortable and this offense can just whoop. Uh Russell Wilson is quote feeling good and ready to rock. I got this guy. Is that ready to ride? <laughs> no, he's ready to rock because he's a he's a nineties dad. Get ready to rock after he's <laughs> doing high knees on the plane to London for four hours. <laughs> you knew that dude's got a shirt tucked in tight, no belt. I would have thrown him into the fucking ocean. Yeah, elastic he waistband. Yep, doing high knees on a plane. Ugh. I would have pitched Ugh. him into the ocean. He's going. Ugh. Ugh. Knee high socks. Oh my god. He's got. I just see he's got a headband on. <laughs> oh, they blocked Justin. Her, Justin Tucker's field goal. Damn, Damn, he's never, it, it was a sixty-one yarder, so that 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 baby's going to be kicked pretty low. That never happens. No, never. Ravens are not having a good time. Today. Well, when you don't have Mark Andrews, you don't have Rashad Bateman. <laughs> hey, Demarcus Robinson, though. Ooh. He's a guy. Yeah, Fordette got a touchdown. He did. Uh, this, Tom, this... Tom Brady is playing better, I guess, after uh, his ultimatum. This looks... <laughs> did you see that get leaked finally, what we all thought is true? Yeah. Giselle's uh, retire, I'm divorcing you. And, and you got fucking Antonio Brown uh, creating T-shirts and sweatshirts from his picture with Giselle at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like, Antonio Brown, like dude, that. Oh man, they're gonna. I can't wait for science to do to do studies on that. Antonio brain. Brown is an interesting character. Character. It's it's like watching a tra- literally watching a train wreck. They just won't go away. It. It was one hundred percent a train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> I am here for it. Oh yeah. Um, see Tyler Johnson weighed by the Texans. Lamar Jackson has thrown thirty passes in the first half. Thirty. Seriously, he's only got one hundred and forty-four yards. He's throwing wow. thirty passes in the first half. They wow. Scored. Woof. Good That's the he, He's literally almost doubled last week's <laughs> passing attempts Two in the first for half. One yard. They're it's like Tampa. A, it's like Tampa Bay forgot that uh, they have a good defense. They're not week. having a good time. They are not having a good no. time. No. Okay, I think we're caught up there. I want to talk some ethic things before we get into the previews because I see a lot of it's the time of the year where trades are picking up, injuries are happening, and a lot of ethics questions going on. So the first one actually happened, and. I'm going to be as in non-identifying about this as possible. So, Dan, there's a dynasty league you and I are in together. Um, Aww. Where dynasty IDP league you and I are in together. 
Uh-oh. And uh, I caught. So I'm a rebuild tank. Yeah. And I caught somebody not setting lineups for multiple weeks in a row. And for me, what tipped me off is I went to set mine and I saw that Hollywood Brown was still in their starting wide receiver spot. And that is not a, I forgot to set my lineup. Hollywood Brown went on IR a week and a half ago. So then I went back and looking and both me and this other team are one in six. So again, where, I mean, it's, it has merit, right? There's, there's something to be gained there. Um, and I went back to last week and dude lost by less than a point. And he had, um, let's see, I think Tannehill starting on by, um, with, let's see, Cooper Rush was in one of his lineup spots with, uh, Dak on his IR and Hollywood still in the lineup lost by one point. Like, okay. Like that ain't cool. No, not at all. So then I'm like, okay, well, maybe you forgot. You go back the week before. Lost by less than 10 points, and it was kind of a similar situation where, you know, a quarterback <laughs> that was on by in the starting spot, and then one of the a def- Aiden Hutchinson in the lineup. Okay. Go back again. Same thing. I didn't go back more than by weeks, so I let and props to the commissioner of this league for how they handled it. I let the commission and the guy that acts as a co-commission know. Um, like, hey, not trying. For, so first off, as a league member, you have a responsibility to report that stuff if you see it. Absolutely. To the commissioner, you, should. you should. But be cool about it, too. Um, so I just sent off messages like, hey, you know, I'm not going through stock and lineups or anything, but I noticed this, which tipped me off. And, you know, what are the league rules on tanking? Because this person is not setting lineups every week. And if that's kosher, which it never should be, by the way, but want to leave the door open. If that's okay, then, you know, I just need to know so that I can play by the same rules, basically. Yeah. And if it's not, then we need to to nip it. And now there were probably some grounds to go ask for lineup adjustments in previous weeks because it had been going on for several weeks and it had impacts on the overall record, like clear impacts on the overall record, but that's a slippery slope. So I guess, you know, what happened was it was a a text message and then dude hopped in and immediately started dropping people and arranging it and setting his lineup. (laughs) So it was, I don't think it was malicious. I think it was more just, I wasn't paying attention, but you know, as a commissioner, how do you guys handle that one? Somebody comes in. First off, let's talk tanking and how that should be handled in most leagues. So, you know, Dan, we'll start with, with your opinion. And I kind of know how that is, but how, how, what's your opinion on tanking? What's the right way to tank? You, you trade away your players that you don't want. You, you gain draft picks, um, but you always set in your mind, what you think the best lineup would be now? If you have, if you're looking between two players and you don't know, like you're gonna probably lean in a direction where yeah, maybe this guy is gonna score a little less points, right? Mm-hmm. No one's telling you to go out there and try to maximize literally everything. Like, you know, go out there and start trading for players that make no sense. You are actively 
trying to rebuild your team by also losing games to get a high draft pick. You, but lose you don't fairly. play, but, but lose fairly, right? That which means you trade, you start trading players. Like mm-hmm. I've, we've all been there. We've all played Dynasty long enough. I don't buy the fact that this guy just magically didn't know. I'm sorry, I don't. Didn't He's, pay attention I've, for multiple weeks in a row. Yeah, he yeah. did it. He stopped caring about this team. If it was me, I it's a warning because I've been in this spot before. Yeah, it's a warning. You and if you do it again, I'm gonna boot you. I'm nice enough to get people's money back. I'll give them their buy-in and I'll find a replacement because I know of more than enough people that'll probably fill in. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to find one <laughs> you, a one person spot. And if you can't, then the commissioner just sets what you know yeah. the optimal lineup would be based on projected points, and you go from there. And that's and that is the best way to handle it if you are put into that position. It's which we've in one of the leagues I commission has happened before. Is you just literally. You know, you just you just put the projected points in, and then you just throw it in there and see what happens. And and that's pretty much how it should be ran. Even if there is a person in there, you just you want to play fair. And more often than not, you're going to still lose these games. And more often than not, that draft pick not may not matter. But yeah. in this class, when we're looking at a Bijan Robinson and people are freaking out because that pick's already worth a lot of value. You're gonna get people that are that are gonna speak up more too. Well, and it's two teams tied for the worst record in the league going head to head this week, which is again partially why I noticed it. Yeah. Um, but I mean that is the fight for the number one pick this late in the season, you know. And the next closest team I think is only two and five, but I mean that when and especially when total points is a tiebreaker, you know. That it matters. It has implica- implications. Now, that's, that's I have no issue. Just preface this, just in case, because there is a possibility one of the two might be listening. Um, <laughs> I have no issues how this was handled. I think it was handled. It was, it was handled I'm perfectly. Perfectly grateful for how it was handled. Um, as far as just the message going out and straightening them up. Um, I do not feel that you know you should go back and modify previous weeks to force set his lineup and change the outcomes of those weeks or anything like that. Um, you know, they admitted, sorry, we aren't paying closer attention. Thank you for watching. It's everybody's responsibility to watch that. It's not just on the commissioner. So just some things to keep in mind there. Yeah. Yeah. I had that happen to me a couple of weeks ago, actually in a regular redraft league where Saturday night, a player was out listed as out. I should have put in a waiver claim and I didn't Sunday. You know how I always have football going on. I went to football games already started i went and looked at my lineup i'm like oh crap i hadn't i'd had an insufficient lineup one day i get a warning of yeah. saying hey and i told him i go well this is what happened and you know they said next time this happens we get it. it's a 25 dollars fine plus a five dollar <laughs> fine plus you have to go pick up the player no matter what so you get charged another five dollars on top of that so it's a 30 dollar fee on this type of type that's on interesting this, on these type of screw-ups if it's spelled out in your bylaws though it is totally cool yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I just, like that. It's it's a good way to force accountability. Nobody's going to break the bank over a $20 fine, but it's a good way to force accountability. Yeah, now, it's, <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, I will say this, what I, you sign up for, I guess. I will say this in Dynasty, in Dynasty only. There is one scenario in Dynasty where I think it is okay to start somebody that's going to take a zero. 
because it's dynasty. If you cannot fill out a lineup, I do not think you should be forced into waiver claims because it's dynasty to be forced to drop players and pick up to fill somebody in. I, now, I will. I will that, say this because I just went through this. I I actually picked up Joe Flacco. So I, I I I so my two quarterbacks in this league was Jalen Hurts and Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Hurts was on a bye week in week six, and obviously Watson's not playing. I I I am not actively trying to win in this league, but you know I'm still gonna fill the lineup. I, yeah. I I went I went and dropped some random like some random player, picked up Joe Flacco until it was until it was confirmed that. Russell Wilson was going to miss that game and Brett Rippon was going to start. I went out there and I picked up Brett Rippon. I think it's, I agree. You shouldn't have to drop anybody, but, but I think it's still a part of the, it's still part, part of, of it playing properly too. If, if you should if you always got, make a best effort, but if you literally yeah. have enough future yeah. draft picks or young players to where you feel strongly that you don't want to drop anybody, like it's a little different when we're talking Brent Rippon and Joe Flacco, right? You're not holding them in <laughs> dynasty for future considerations. No. I forgot but, who I dropped to. I don't know. I don't know who I dropped. But in shallower dynasty leagues, you know, if you're holding somebody that you know, has future considerations and you don't want to drop them, you know, I don't think you should be forced to make the drop. That's it's purely a judgment call. Um, it's purely discretionary. But that's the one time I think it's okay to to start <laughs> at zero is if. I do not have a player that I want to drop because of future considerations. I do not want to expose them to waivers and um, I can't fill out a lineup. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty rare case. Most dynasty leagues are deep enough to, to where you can drop a player that, that a, you can probably pick up the following week if you really want to hold on to them, or there's there's IR slots, you know, IR slots are enough, things like that. Yeah, so. there's generally that it 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 is happening because I know that you play in leagues that have smaller dynasty rosters, which is again why I don't like having small dynasty rosters. But most okay. times that's a pretty rare thing. But totally get it. Yep, I agree. All right, um, so that covers setting lineups. Next one that <laughs> I've seen a lot. Trades and injuries. Lot, I saw a lot of this as somebody trades for player X on Thursday. They go out and get hurt on Sunday and their season's over. <laughs> Tough shit, man. Yep. Yeah, it happens. I don't, I don't give a shit. Now, if a trade if, if trade sat for long enough and, you, and, and it gets accepted immediately after a play gets hurt. That's dirty. Dirty, different story. But if you traded for a player in a few days, he gets out for the year, yeah. man. Tough shit that happens. Now, there is a legitimate argument that it's also on you to know what trade you have sitting out there and cancel them. And it's probably not a bad idea to do that before games kick off on Sunday to avoid that from happening. You know, it is on you if somebody doesn't respond to a trade to go cancel that trade. If you don't want it sitting out there still. Yep. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's dirty. And that just kind of goes into the, the ethics of be kind to each other, right? I mean, we're all competing for fun but that's just it it's for fun you know don't be a dick for lack of a better term that kind of gamesmanship is is kind of being a dick no it absolutely is um but also don't go petition your commissioner to reverse that trade you made the trade it sucks it's tough luck but there's no grounds for reversing that thing happens Thank God that has not been an issue for me for years. It's, it has before, 
And that's that's my exact response was I don't don't tell you, man. Shit happens. Yeah, like, you I'm sorry. You made the deal. Shit happens. Sorry. Well, I mean, like, it's, like it's not fair. I'm like, okay, life is fair, man. Not fair, man. It's not fair that they <laughs> got hurt, but is it fair to the other guy too that you accepted it when everyone was healthy and then this happens and now he's settled with the bad player? No, you you live with the decisions that you make. And you know what you do? You go pick up his fucking replacement. Yeah, motherfucker. Shit happens sometimes and it sucks. But yeah, there's no reason that a trade should be reversed because of, you know, injury after the trade was completed. No, never. Um, Vetoes, we we talk about this a lot. But um, if you're a commissioner, you don't get to play God. You're there to, to hold integrity. You're not there to protect people from a deal that you perceive as lopsided you're there to prevent obvious collusion so if you're using commissioner veto don't go drunk on power you're there to prevent (laughs) obvious collusion Uh, (laughs) you're not there to say i wouldn't make that deal veto i just had it happen i'm actively several places i'm actually like recently like sunday yeah oh really Mm -hmm. what was the deal I, I would have left that league. I, I don't I don't play with bad commissioners. With that, yeah. Nope. Nope. Want my money back. I'm gone. No, nah, I'll finish it out. But I'm just like, I just shook my head because it's like I'm running low on running backs. Now, especially without Brees Hall. Now I'm like really low on running backs. So I had like a trade offer of uh, it's, a, it's an auction keeper league. So you kind of look at it as like a dynasty. You look yeah. at it as like a redraft, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, you carry players over to next year. So I trade I was going to trade Kyle Pitts because he's really like cheap. Cam Akers, Michael Thomas. There's like uh, five players total to get Christian McCaffrey, which is going to be one and done this year. It was basically a rental player to boost me up and Jonathan Taylor because I'm buying low on Jonathan Taylor because he's not producing like we expect him to produce and I want him to keep not producing. And the, and the guy sends me the trade and I look at it and I go, and with it being an auction uh Salary cap, you have to make the money match. Yeah. So if you're trading eight dollars worth, you have to get eight dollars back or vice versa based on what your cap space is. So I accept it, and then it gets vetoed, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, why would that get vetoed? If you send it to me and I accept it, I go, I didn't veto it. So like the commission, I I was in an argument with them for about three hours after that. So saying the same thing, like you can't play God, like you can't say that's a good trade, bad trade. So no, it's not collusion. So, so so he so he said so he vetoed it because he didn't he thought it was unfair. Yeah. Oh, I also I was also giving up DeAndre Swift too. Yeah. So I mean I, I, again I I'm asking for my money back and I'm leaving the league, especially after three hours. If I can't convince this guy that he's a fucking idiot, I'm yeah. like, dude, just give well, me my money back, find somebody else. Especially in salary cap, you gotta look at more than just player value if you're trying to make money work. Yeah. And that's part of it. I mean, you see bad contract dumps, particularly in the MLB and the NHL and probably the NBA. I mean, basketball, it's huge all man. the time. Yeah, it's every contract deals are massive in basketball everywhere. But football, yeah, because football, you can just game the dead money so much. But everywhere else, like the NHL's favorite game to get into the salary cap is or to get to the cap floor is to trade a high dollar player to a tanking team that stashes them on long-term IR Arizona famous for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So um, if it's league veto, 
which it shouldn't be. But if it is, same thing applies. Not there to determine if you like the value or not. Yeah, and that's how that's what it was. It was like a a better trade for me than it was for the other person. I'm like, well, he's getting all these players he can keep, and I'm he just doesn't have for, like like for the trophy. Like he can't tell you. Like he cannot tell you how you think or feel about players. I right. I, I just had this conversation with somebody when I'm trying to make a deal, and he's and, and this person said, you know, I feel like this deal is very far off. We have different values. I'm like, I may think differently, but I'm gonna respect your opinion because mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna fucking tell you how you think about your own players. Like no, exactly. that's not my that's not my place to say. So yeah, and I look at it just the same way. It's got it, the it, obvious collusion. Yeah. Like it's and and it, again. Like collusion is very, very it's, difficult to prove. Yeah, and, I mean, and, yeah, that value thing just happened with me and uh, with me and Drew, and it kind of went the the other way of, you know, all right, like Dynasty, we've playing together for a long for a long time at this point. I like you. I like you as a trade partner because you know what you're doing. I'm not gonna let this deal fall through because we have a difference of value on a backup running back. Be, be cool to each other. Like, that was okay the for, uh, Jackson yeah, deal. Yeah, it's okay for deals to not work out. Yeah, like it, it's fine. Like I've, <laughs> I say no, no to feelings. so many deals, and, and I do too, all the time, all the time, all yeah, the time, at Sean. You cringe Sean. at him, like eh, but they, but you push them through anyways because you're like, okay. Well, I cringe through. There's, there's, <laughs> it's been some trades. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like I'm waiting. I'm like I, I'm gonna. I can't wait for chat to blow up. Even though chat sees that it's been accepted and waiting for me to push it, it through, it, it's like, <sighs> and it does. I mean, that, and push it through. I mean, instantly. Do we need to talk about Derrick Henry or no? <laughs> I, I looked. I thought I said the same exact thing. I'm like, oh Nick, what you doing, bro? I'm like, oh Nick. Yeah, but I mean, I it's, it, a it's newer guy to Dynasty, and he's going tank, and you know, still figuring out the valuation side of it, and. You know, is Nick taking advantage of that a little bit? No, I thought I thought Nick paid too much for Derek Henry. Yeah. That's just me. Oh yeah, a late again yeah, first in. No, Najoku was the weird thing. In Najoku, yeah, it was a first in Najoku for Henry. Meanwhile, I'm over there talking to Drew, and he's trying to get two first, a uh, two first, a second, and Khalil Herbert for uh, Kenneth Walker. That's, oh, wow. I mean, that's aggressively. That's I mean, I, I'm not yeah. going to say I mean, that's that always sounds like a lot. I don't but think the, it's I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's an aggressive ask. Yeah. But You're to go back to the upper value. But yeah, go back. But to go back to the Henry thing, it, it's. um, I I would be happy to get a first round if I'm a tanking team and I can offload Henry for a 23 first. first yeah, I absolutely will. He's got no long term gain to your team. But and, if. If I'm and, Nick, I'm okay with it though. I mean, I I get the risk. Now the Njoku part, I would ask for somebody else because again, I mean, in, in this particular league, well, I should go ask you to reverse it. Njoku just got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did it now. I'm kidding. He's Trade a good back. dude. He's a good dude. He's he's very he's hard on himself, dudes. but he, yeah. but he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I, I just I, I I thought it was it's just it's also and I, I'm also lower on Henry and and it's just I don't know you are and I was looking through that league and this is a good bridge into dynasty philosophy which is something I wanted to talk about anyway but you know as I'm looking at at my team and Nick's team in particular I'm like okay yeah like this is it 
we get one more run at this thing of maybe two years and our windows are closed just based on aging out and stuff. Nick and I are going to age out in the next year or two and you're just coming into yours and it's going to be you and then probably Drew if he drafts well and stops trading all those good draft picks. Um, he needs to start getting actual good players. Yeah, he's got to start. Because otherwise he's going to miss, like he's going to literally miss the Bijan window where yeah. like his roster will finally be good enough to maximize having a dominant running back. Right. So he's got a, you know, and then you've got a couple others that are right on the fringe, a couple others that are going for the tank. Drew's pretty well got that in hand, but a couple, you know, Cap and uh, yeah, and yeah. Keith just decided to go that route. But it's knowing where you're at. Where Nick's at is your last chance, man. Go ahead and shoot that. And he's got a, he's got a championship, right? Did he take it last year? He won it last year. Yeah, yeah. he won it last year. So. And where I'm at too, it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to age out here in a year or two as well. So, you know, I'm going to burn this 2023, 2024 draft capital to try to make that championship run. And maybe there's some overpays or some things I'm not comfortable with, but I'm going to try to get the pieces that are high end now that fit where my team is and make that run. And I think Henry's the perfect thing for, for his team, because you've got maybe you've got probably two years, maybe three. If, left on Derrick Henry it, on a good on a good week, right? It, it, yeah, I mean, he's on an aggressive projection, he's twenty eight. So he's twenty eight already coming off. Like the injuries are starting to come up. It, it's it's again, it, it's it fits his roster because he has all he has is aging running backs. But yeah, and, and, and Dick's had a powerhouse like the entire week. for he several got, he got, years, and and now it's I find it interesting because there's been multiple chances for him to. You know, get younger and still be hyper competitive because he's had such a deep team. I was more, in, I was more shocked that he's never been like he's he, like he just ran through the running backs and just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just let it, you know, burn to the ground." But Nick also hasn't had to rebuild since year one, so I'm sure he's itching to re- <laughs> he's, he's rebuild. Sometimes fun. Like I'm looking forward to. I had to. I had the year cup towards ACL. I actually got a little lucky because that severely hurt and Debo hadn't come into his own yet or anything like that. He was also hurt. It, it, oh yeah. He was also <laughs> like hurt. He was also hurt. And you know, that put me in a position to actually get to extend my window because I got a better draft pick out of that season than I would have had either of those guys been healthy. That let me extend my window a couple of years. But you know, the point on this from a philosophy perspective is just know where your team's at and make the move that fits your team. For me, Trading for Lamar Jackson. I was sitting there looking at it and I'm like, okay, I'm in this position every freaking year of where I'm trying to get a quarterback. I'm trying to get a tight end. I didn't think I would be here because I had Stafford, right? I thought I'd be fine, but I'm here. So (laughs) I'm tired of chasing quarterbacks, tight ends, and rental running backs every year. So I thought I would be solidified with Antonio Gibson. That didn't work out. So here we go again. I had an opportunity to solidify the quarterback position for the next several years with Lamar Jackson. And you better not fucking ruin that for me, buddy. And, (laughs) and I needed more upside. That was the other thing to compete. I needed more upside and that's where I was going to get it. So let's go, let's do it. Let's move some of that draft capital, get somebody that fits my window. And guess what? When that window closes, Lamar will still be fine and I'll be able to move him for draft capital. 
Like you don't really like even if it closes, you don't need to move him. He said no, because he'll be good for the next window. I mean, it's not like again, it's it's okay to have a a tanking team with so good players. It's called pre-tooling, not rebuilding. Like you you are setting yourself up for next year. Yeah, you may not get a top pick, but I mean, again, it's all it's all fickle anyways at this point. You know, these guys get hurt, whatever. Like you can like your team changes on an instant, so. Mm-hmm. So doing what we're doing in our league, our sixteen team league. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk about that league. Fuck that league. That team, that team's so aged out. <laughs> I had to, I had to get rid of it all. Oh oh okay. So yeah, I had a guy uh, I, I did a ride with before we jump in the previews. I had a guy that I ride with on Tuesday. Um, he wanted he, he found out obviously you know going to do a podcast. I gave him my thought. He wanted you guys to talk about the trade he just made. Okay. Uh, um. So this is a, I believe, a ten or twelve team league. I didn't see how many teams were in the league. It's a basic league, right? Your basic roster format, starting formats. You know, a full point PPR scoring. Um, n- no premiums, nothing crazy. You know, okay. one tight end, kicker, defense, two running backs, receiver. I think maybe one flex. Two two one or two three one. I th- I believe it's two. No, it was it was two three one. Uh, two three ones are becoming increasingly popular. So yeah. Um. But anyway, so he traded away. Uh, Josh Allen. So it's it's already juicy. So Josh Allen, Travis Etienne, pre Josh Robinson oh, trade. Pre Josh Robinson trade. I know. J- Josh uh, James Robinson. Jo- Josh Robinson. So yeah. Pre James Robinson. Shit, they got rid of Josh game. Robinson. <laughs> pre James Robinson trade. Um, Jacoby Myers and Amari Cooper. So you have the QB one, you have an RB one, and you have two wide receiver two flex plays. Uh-huh. And he got in return Amari or I'm um, Amari, um, Elvin Kamara and Justin Jefferson, which he's now pairing up with uh, Cooper Cup, and I believe it, to- and I believe AJ Brown, like his, his wide receiver. Holy crap! Fucking, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Who else did he have running back wise? Because so now Ian, you probably didn't draft him as one of your top two. So he had, I believe, Miles Sanders, who's having a better um, year than a lot of people expected. I man, I don't remember all the running backs. Um, because I just briefly looked at his roster. Um, they weren't who's yeah, the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, but it's yeah. single QB, single QB three. league. Yeah, I told him to pick up. Probably Justin scream, Fields. Yeah. I pulled him to pick up Justin. I'm like, go pick. He's like, I see Justin Fields on there, man. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm like, man, that. I'm yes. the last person to ask because I love him. <laughs> like, yeah. you can drop Rodgers. He's he's streamable. And I, uh, I, I, code, man. I basically told him like, well, maybe Green Bay trades for a receiver, and you get, you know, he's he's never going to be Josh Allen, but you know, he maybe give you something. But I I, I felt bad because I I it like looks the other- a lot worse after the ETN deal. And I, he shows me the picture. I'm like, he, like he showed, like he told me the trade. I'm like, oh, buddy. He goes, oh, I made the move before the trade happened. Like, you know, before James Robinson got traded. I'm like, oh man, like I like the side more. I try, I tried to convince him that his side's fine. Like it's not that. I don't. There, no, there's not a problem with his side of it. And I actually think it's relatively close. After, like, you don't need Myers and Cooper because you just, you, I mean, you're deep at wide receiver. <laughs> you I don't know. What, I, yeah. I don't know what else you have running back wise, but getting Kamara never, never hurts. So you're fine there. You can stream quarterbacks because you got upside in other parts of your roster. The thing that stings it a little bit is ETN, but and losing I think, Josh Allen. still, I mean, 
Yeah, that's it's, a lot that's to lose. Things. Yeah. So like the way I saw it was is that the Chimera, that the Chimera and ETN side were both it's about the same. Yeah. Um. And 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 but was, but, but was were it, they the, were they the same before the trade? Because I want to look at this from the lens of when he made the deal, not oh, yeah, yeah. after what he didn't know. And he, I don't think they were the same before the trade. You probably still lean Camara. Mm-hmm. ETM was on the right track with James Robinson was effectively held. Like he was held to nothing. Yeah, I think he had he had no touches in the first quarter. I think he had just a, just a couple. Well, it's probably because they were actively trying to trade him. That that's that was my also point is, is that it, it, Jacksonville made it very clear that they were going to move James Robinson. But yeah, it's I try to make him feel better, but he man, he felt bummed out. Like after he, like we talked about, it, he felt I mean, bummed out the whole day. It's nothing to be super bummed out about. It's fine. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't, I would not be bummed about that necessarily. You I mean, got Justin Jefferson. It's a, like it's a deal you didn't have to make too. in hindsight, but at the time that you made it, it made sense. So yeah, I, and and yeah, it's uh, it. It was funny just to see him kind of talk himself in and out of like jumping off the land, jumping off well, the I deep mean, end. You you never know what's gonna happen when you make you know before you make that trade. You make you do that trade on a Saturday, it looks great. You you look at it after Monday, you're like, shit, I gave yeah. up. You know, I gave up way too much and got nothing back. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, it happens. I still think I I believe personally he still got the best player in the deal in Justin Jefferson, but oh, he, yeah. he did, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to get an elite player, you, you also got to give up an elite player most times. So mm-hmm. and he and he had to do that with Josh Allen, and now Travis Etienne, I guess. Yeah, that's it. That's actually, all the- yeah, I actually don't think though in like most single QB leagues, I don't even think you get that done with Josh Allen. So I mean, good for him. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, you know when you you know you know when you're playing in leagues that are pretty casual or like casually oh, competitive, like that. You yeah, see like that you're gonna see some quarterbacks like, and tight ends tend to have elevated value versus what they do in the. Well, you know, when you see a quarterback put up 50 points, you automatically yeah. assume they're the best player in the league. So I mean, that's right. again, it, it's it's based off of not understanding positional value. Yep. But no, that's fine. Let's go ahead and get some previews. Yeah, let's do this. Talking. Yeah, and uh, I'm almost out of my beer, so we're going to finish mine, and I can't open another one of it. Okay, let's do that then. Yeah, we'll do beer review quick. Beer review. All right. Um, I've got Elysian Space Dust. I'm pairing it with White Castles. The White Castles are fantastic. <laughs> um, but the reason this is a the reason that this is a good pairing is that actually the White Castles are very very strong from you know an oniony perspective. But the True. good part about hoppy beers with with food that has strong flavors is that especially Space Dust, the hop character is also really really strong. So you don't drown out the flavor in your beer and it doesn't mold, you know, meld too badly because the hop character can actually cut through a lot of those strong flavors and it doesn't, you know, it stays unique. It doesn't get muddled down. Um, you know, you keep that grapefruit note, some of that pininess and, um, you know, resin there and, you know, it's a hot forward beer anyway. So 
you know, you don't really care so much about the malt character. It's not what you're here to drink. And that is typically what gets muddled up by, by foods with strong flavors. You want to pair, um, in any pairing, you want to pair strength of flavors with strength of flavors because you don't want them to meddle. You want them to marry. And in this case, I actually think that they play pretty nicely together, especially because the space dust has enough strong hop character to cut through the onions on the white castle and, you know, actually just bring out the flavor and let you enjoy the flavor of both things. Hello, space dust. That's a good beer. So there you go. Look, I gave a real review out of the fact that I hadn't eaten dinner yet. Hey, hey, you know, it's a win. And it was done in a very good way. All right. I am drinking again. Old cats, urban chestnut. This is their Oktoberfest. This is called an Oktoberfest lager. It's got all the goody stuff that you want from your Oktoberfest. A nice, malty, slight sweetness, bready characters, um, you know, medium to almost light body. It's it's not crushable, but you can crush this. Um, it, it's there's so many Oktoberfest beers sometimes like hazy is hard to, you know, differentiate, but sometimes you just know when it's amazing. So huge fan of this Rashad Bateman officially ruled out of this game with a foot injury. He is uh quickly, quickly become maybe he, he literally is going the Keenan Allen route to start his career. It makes me He's sad. He's killing it. Just makes me sad. Right. Ryan, you're up. I'm going to go get it some more i have bell's hop slam uh double ipa with honey comes in at 10 percent. very hoppy very strong very heavy you can drink these if you want i usually stop at one because at 10 percent, it's kind of hard to take in more than one without with uh trying to pay attention to anything but yeah it's a very good beer just like every other hop slam i just feel like this one tastes a little bit more I can taste more of the honey in it this year than I did last year, if that makes any sense to anyone. Mm-hmm. That's I noticed that more because I'm not a huge honey fan, but I could taste it on it. Yeah, Hobson. Yeah, yeah. Is it more honey for this year, Ryan? I've I obviously it, missed it. So yeah, it t- yeah to me it tastes a little bit more honey. Like it has more of that sweet taste at the end. Yeah, Hobson like, was never my favorite double, unfortunately. Yeah. But if you love it, it's all that matters. That's right. Because who cares about? All right. Anyways, good part about doing these on Thursday night is, and with bye weeks, is that we don't have to preview a Thursday night game. I'm always pro Thursday uh, podcast nights. All right. You Hold guys on. ready to go back to London? Uh, uh, not, not yet. Hold on. Bye weeks this week. Um, good point. Chiefs Chargers. <laughs> That's it. That could have been really bad, but both teams have, have are, are very consolidated. There's not a, actually a whole lot of fantasy <laughs> options. Uh, you got another nice. big one. You got another big one next week. Um, who's who's next week? Uh, Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, Niners. So large. That's big a lot amount of, teams, of teams, which takes out a lot of players, but it's not any team with a high concentration of fantasy players on it. Yeah. All right. Denver and San Francisco would be the closest. Yeah, yeah, especially, you know, yeah, especially, especially San Francisco. All right, you guys ready to go to London again? Hell yeah. You yeah. guys ready? You guys ready to do your, your high knees on the airplane? Straight down Always. to coffee, straight, straight down to coffee field. 
Straight down the cop field. All right, Broncos at the Jaguars in London. Technically, Jags are home favorites. Or home. They're actually favorite. Two and a half point favorites. 39 and a half is the game total. As uh, I expect this to take... I expect this to go up a bit with the rest news that he's probably going to play. Um, so maybe if you want to take the over now, if you want to take Denver with plus two and a half now, if that continues to move up, maybe it becomes more of a pick em. Um, Get that bet in right now. I, I would expect uh, this line to move probably another half point in, in Denver's favor. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, I don't like betting London games. I just it's there's too much it's, wide variance for whatever reason. It's Jags and, by a million. Yeah, and and the fact yeah. that Denver has yet to look comparable, like they've they don't look look in sync at all. Maybe going to London is what fixes it, but I I, Maybe I would just, just not go bye 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 to get more in sync. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you're a dad. Um, <laughs> true, true statement. That's why I had nothing prepped. I was out doing Halloween <laughs> stuff with the kid. Ah, I love it. Um, yeah, there's uh, uh just don't bet this game. Just have just have fun waking up and seeing the shit show. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shit shows, um, in a normal week, because London is anything but normal. Very tough defensive matchup for for a young Jacksonville team that's that's shown some fight and has looked pretty good. Um, obviously, you're all in on Travis Etienne. Um, I you know in a normal week without a rash of injuries, would probably say that you can look to fade Christian Kirk a bit this week with Denver's pass rushing and secondary being what they are. But I don't know how you do with the number of injuries that have happened around the league. You you really can't. Um, you know, there's not a lot of of cutesy plays and you're kind of all hands on deck. If you got a healthy guy that has value right now, you almost have to play them. Yeah. And Christian Kirk is, is definitely that, um, Broncos side of this, you get a little bit more, more, uh, we'll call it murky, especially in the running game. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray have don't really have a hold on anything. Mike Boone's hurt. They did sign Marlon Mack. Um, you know, I don't. Murray got the touchdown. I tend to favor Murray a little bit if I have to start one of them. But you know, you want some clarity to shake out of that for Denver's backfield, even though it is a an okay matchup for them. It's very, very murky and is not one of my favorite tandems that you can you can run out there or or pick from. I'd much rather have one of the Carolina backs against the you know, against the Falcons or even the Jets backs against the Patriots after what the Bears are just able to do to them on the ground. So just something to keep in mind. Wide receivers, uh, Jerry Judy has not been fantastic, but, you know, it does serve as a little bit of a plus matchup. And Cortland Sutton's at least giving you a floor. So this isn't a sexy game for fantasy, but they're definitely usable pieces, especially given the injuries throughout the league. Um, So just... Something to hold on to there, I guess. Ryan, any encouragement from the uh, the London Slate game? It's just a showdown, so it's yeah. kind of hard to really get enjoyment out of it. But, I mean, if you're really going to go deep, I like Greg Dolchich still. He's Dolchich. really been kind of, kind of taking over that whole... Putting Albert O kind of on the back burner. So I he'd mean, be someone I'd be willing to get. 
He was the healthiest scratch last week. He was the healthiest. Sobert. Sobert? Sobert? Sobert. I just picked him up in one of our leagues, so. Bless you. (laughs) Dolchich did have. I didn't realize that. Dolchich had nine targets last week. Yeah, so I'd keep an eye on that. But that was also with. uh, What's that quarterback? Rippin. Rippin, yeah. Rippin, yeah. Rippin Jays. All right. Let's move on to uh, to another glorious game. Bears at the Cowboys. Cowboys, nine and a half point home favorites. 42 and a half is the over-under. Dallas coming in with a five and two record against the spread this year. Um, Chicago, you know, multiple eight and a half plus point spreads against them. They've covered as their offense continues to take steps and steps forward, the defense showing life. Uh, Dallas is the Ron opponent to catch in this point. Sean pass rush, Sean secondary, uh, Dak coming back. Zeke obviously being hurt, likely to miss the game doesn't help. Uh, you know, may hurt that offense a bit, but Tony Pollard has been the most been the more effective back this year. Uh, I, I tend not to I tend not to best spreads when they get to this point. Just too much fluky shit can happen when a team gets up by you know 10 points, you know, 12 to 12, you know, 12, 13, 14 points with only you know a, a few minutes left. You can lose your under or or you can lose your your bet just by a stupid fluky touchdown. So I I will um I will take the over in this though. I, I do believe that Chicago's offense is moving in the right direction. And there is some opportunity for fields to you know, you know, to take this team down the field and, 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 and score some points, at least enough to, you know, to get this team above the threshold. So t- take the over at 42 and a half. Yeah. So fantasy perspective, let's start with the Cowboys. Uh, Zeke is almost definitely missing this game. That means you're completely running Tony Pollard. Um, Dalton Schultz had a little bit of a return to relevancy. Last week, at least as as far as tight ends go, so <laughs> uh, caught all five of his targets for forty nine yards, so nine point nine point PPR game, which is pretty good for a tight end. Uh, Noah Brown also was actually serviceable. Now, the thing about the Bears, though, they also have a really good secondary. They have some rookies in that secondary that are playing absolutely lights out, lights out along with Jalen Johnson. So this is not a matchup where you know. You think the Bears and they're bad, and don't get me wrong, they're they're bad. But the defense actually is not. That's that's what kept has kept them in games. They did just get rid of uh, Robert Quinn, but the secondary is good, so you don't really want to get cute, you know, with anything outside of Lamb and Schultz. Noah Brown did see seven targets last week, which is something to monitor, especially with Dak back. If he can continue to do that, uh, especially over Michael Gallup, but. Um, I don't really want to bet on this one, that one this week if you don't have to. On the Bears side of things, you really have yet to have a wide receiver break out there. And Darnell Mooney draws a very, very, very tough, tough matchup in this one with the way that Trayvon Diggs has been playing. You can shy away from that. The running back situation is a little different. They're playing a hot hand approach. That does mean that you have week-to-week flex value out of Khalil Herbert, who has easily been the more efficient. But David Montgomery is still out touching him by just a hair right now. Both have flex value. Herbert has more upside. And Justin Fields, if you need a stream, you have the rushing floor, and they're starting to trust him a bit more as a passer. Very nice. I do like Justin Fields this week, though, as you say, especially in DFS. He comes in at 5,200, where Dak Prescott comes in at 6,600. 
And then also with Elliot looking like he's more than likely going to be out. I would try to get Tony Pollard in all lineups at 6,100. <laughs> it's going to be chalk everywhere, man. Right. Everywhere. It's just chalk like, it's everywhere. It, it, I mean, great for cash though, but 6,100 bucks. You need, you, you, you have to have exposure no matter what. And, then, and Herbert's like just cheaper at 5,700. So the $400 savings, you're, you got, you got to pay up for that. They've already announced too that it's going to be a split back. It's going to be more split now with Herbert getting more work. Yep. Yeah, is, I like the way that Herbert plays. Should be. He's been playing very, very well. So, um, yep. Cowboys, by the way, have only given up one 100 yard receiver, and it was Cooper Cobb. So, yeah, we know. Yeah. I don't think anyone should be betting that Mooney gets uh, 100 yards. Uh, Mark Andrews officially ruled out too. Um, Isaiah likely got the touchdown. Got what what a t- what a tight end game this could have been if Andrews would have not gotten hurt. Wow. It's all right. I'm gonna have to go try to get Isaiah Likely someplace on Monday. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, a Bucks uh first touch for Julio Jones was a handoff. He got hurt. Yeah. Julio Jones did? Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> uh, I like I, I I don't know how severe it was because at this point Julio Jones doesn't pop up in notifications, but one carry, no yards. <laughs> Like, why would you give your receiver who's ailing from injury a handoff? I don't care what handoff it was, especially Julio. Oh, my God. Just what the fuck are you doing, Tampa? All right. Raiders at the Saints. Raiders, one and a half point favorites on the road. 49 and a half is the game total. Raiders coming in, riding a uh, three-game cover streak. Saints have officially announced... Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. Offense been <laughs> offense has been productive over the past uh, four weeks. No, no, no game lower than twenty five points. Josh, um, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Thank God. Uh, Saints and Raiders both don't have great defenses, so I kind of like the over here. Um, it, it, watch some of the injuries to guys like Derek or, or, or uh, like Darren Waller. Obviously, watch Devontae Adams' health, um, but there should be some score. This is a sneaky, a sneaky game stack to watch. One of the higher point totals of the week with the spread this low generally yields, you know, some positivity to the the back and forth side. Both teams are obviously prone to turnovers, but both offenses have shown the ability to put up some points in recent weeks. So. Yeah, I like I, I like the over. I really do not care. I'll I'll, I'll probably lean the Saints just because they're the home team and they're not favorite. Fantasy side of this, um, Josh Jacobs is the easiest call that you can make. He's, He's being used as a true bell cow. He's very very good. Um, Devontae Adams, like you said, keep an eye on his health. If he can't go, Matt Collins becomes a very very viable option. But you're also going to want to keep an eye on Lattimore's health as well. Um, is the week rolls on, so pay attention to that. Darren Waller also still still ailing a bit. So this is going to be one of those kind of, you know, you're not going to know a lot about the Raiders receivers until Sunday. Um, but, you know, if Adams is healthy, you don't want to go play anybody other than Adams anyway with Jacobs. Saints aren't going to push the pace enough for, for there to be some big secondary blowups here. On the flip side of the Saints, um, it's looking like you're going to be without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry again. That all points towards another just solid, solid game for Chris Olave is what you want to play there. Um, and then Jawan Johnson finally after <laughs> 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 it's so good. 
<laughs> yeah. Two touchdowns. Yeah. All we had to do was talk crap. Yeah, I'm was. telling you, it's the magic that we did. And he magic woke up. It's it's what we bring. I talk crap about Jawan Johnson, then he goes for two touchdowns. So if you need a stream, <laughs> you can go go that route, I guess. Um, and then yeah, it's basically Camara on that side though. Um, and again, Olave, who's gonna get all the receiving work. DFS Ryan, how do you guys feel about the Raiders DST with Andy Dalton being a starting quarterback right now? I don't think they get a lot. I don't. I mean, I mean, their defense isn't. Good. I look at sacks. Obviously, a game like this, you're you're really hoping for because you're yeah. not going to get the points from from the low point score. He's not That's getting. Some... He's not getting sacked a lot. But he throws the interceptions a lot, so it's like I almost feel like interceptions maybe... are like touchdowns are fluky, right? You know, yeah. tip balls, yeah. any, like anything can really lead. Right, to that, that's Jameis Winston. Um, <laughs> four interceptions over the last you know, four weeks, but it's four interceptions over the last four weeks for Dalton. Um, but three of them were last week. Let me go back to last year real quick. Cause they have the Raiders as the defense seven right now. On, I mean, uh, Draft Kings. It's sacks yeah. too. So you look yeah. last year too, it did Andy Dalton when he was being forced to start. <laughs> well, for Dallas, uh, the Dallas last year. Or is that two years ago? That was two years ago at Chicago okay. last year. Remember? Oh, fuck, that's right. Oh, my God. And oh, he, man. his last several starts were two picks, one pick, four picks, one pick. <laughs> so the answer to your question, Ryan. is Yeah, I mean, it's totally fine because they're liable to get an interception or four. Right. Uh, it's probably a reason why they're seventh, and they also have a strong pass rush with Max Crosby. Um don't don't expect to get to the your you know their point total because of points allowed, but there's 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 got to be some yeah some pick six potential here pick and five of his last seven games with Dallas too yeah so yeah <laughs> again that's a sneaky DSC to play this yeah. is why this is why we do all of our research even though right that's sneaky and it's our seven but still hey it's fine just had to throw that one out there no is that you know, it or Hunter Renfro, like if uh, dang it. if Darren Waller is out, Hunter Renfro comes in at forty nine hundred, so that's not a bad deal either. Because seems like anytime Waller's out, what's that's Matt when Renfro like blows up. What's Matt Collins at? His research is I say resurgence, but he's never resurged. He's never he's searched a, before. His he's resurgence from week three. He has to search or resurge. Resurgence. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, he's resurgence from week three when he had uh, eight receptions and one hundred fifty eight yards. His Hunter resurgence Renfro's, from his rookie year when you blew up with the Eagles for one play. Hunter Renfro's uh blow up without Darren Waller, by the way, in week six. Was it week six and seven? Week five and seven? Yeah. That's week, what I like Renfro. Week five and seven. No, I, I like his, that. His, I like his, that. Your your blow ups are a total of seven targets, seven or or yeah, seven targets, seven receptions for seventy five yards and no touchdowns. It's very he, Hunter interest that one. Yeah, yes. absolutely. It's like it's, it's like, not a know, blow Kobe, up. It's a it's a bl- he blew up to Jacoby Myers' floor. <laughs> you know, a Cole Beasley, you know, walk. So uh, it's Hunter Renfro could him Brinsley speed walk. <laughs> Cole, hey, Beasley, yeah. Cole Beasley rap. So Hunter Renfro can have a future rap career. 
I mean, like he looks like the accountant that, or like he looks like the manager that would sign Cole Beasley to his to his rap deal. So, yeah, if you want Matt Collins, though, he's at forty five hundred. So that's still a pretty good bargain on if that. Adams one. doesn't play. I'm probably going to end up starting Matt Collins in at least one place. Oh, that's there's rough. some funness there. All right, it's fun. It's fun, guys. Matt Collins, Didn't you know that it's Matt fun. Collins is fun. Yeah, it's fun playing. Ryan, uh, Ryan hates fun, though. Fun. I love fun. Panthers at the Falcons. Everyone's game of the week. Don't you fucking lie. Lena, four point favorites at home. I want to see it. I like a good dumpster fire. 41 and a half. <laughs> and it's a game total. If you ever want to bet based off of previous performance against the spread, you couldn't have found a more lopsided game. Lena, finally, their streak of, of covering came uh, came crashing down against the Bengals this past week. Uh, the Panthers are two and five this year. Atlanta is six and one. Based off of that, Atlanta being home, sure, fuck it, go with Atlanta at minus four. Uh, as for a game total, I uh, I take the over. Right, if maybe PJ Walker, maybe this this Panthers team has it's found a little bit of magic. Probably won't last the entire season. But they found something that worked this past week, and maybe you can get some of that to work. DJ Moore was actually, you know, effective for once. I didn't. I. I, I think I can't believe uh, it took Baker Mayfield to not ever play, and PJ Walker to finally, you know, unlock him. So somebody forgot to fucking tell the Blackhawks they're supposed to be a bad team. Uh, they, <laughs> well, it is early. You know, bad teams tend that. No, I don't know for you. Yeah. Anyway. Panthers Falcons off of hockey. Um, keep an eye on Drew Hubbard's health. Uh, if he's healthy, I think that you can start both of them in this matchup, Hubbard and Foreman. If he's not healthy, then you definitely should start Foreman in about anything. Uh, PJ Walker did unlock DJ Moore, but now the question becomes: Is PJ Walker starting this week? I don't think anybody knows for sure. Yeah, it said it said that he's now he's yeah, he a starting job over both Baker and Darnold. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's scary, so, right? Oh, for shit's sake. He has uh, officially earned the right to start. They said due to performance. I'm like, did you not watch him two weeks ago? Like he like he like he didn't have to do anything against Dal or, or against Tampa Bay based you, off of performance. You what least, the fuck, guys? You should at least see Darnold again at some point. I, think. I mean, I mean, they watched him enough last year, so. I mean, yeah, but Matt Rule's offense. Give him another chance. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Baker hasn't played post Matt Rule. Let's give him a no. Let's not. Yeah, but him. he's still probably dealing with the ankle sprain. So he, he's dealing with something. He's always he's he's always he's always dealing with something. No, DJ Moore actually over the last has had one bad game over the last three weeks. The others have been pretty serviceable from a, a floor perspective. Um. Not that AJ Terrell's a great matchup, but this is okay for him. Uh, the Falcons side of this is a total shit show. Um, I don't know. It's a good defense. I don't know that I want to do anything. <clears throat> anything from Atlanta. I mean, I'm playing Algier, but Again, injuries. it's not pretty. It's floor, but yeah, he doesn't do anything. It's injuries. He doesn't not do anything. He is. Uh, he is the uh, the 
super discount Najee Harris. He he is not efficient, but he he gets he gets touches. He's, I think he's more efficient than Najee Harris. He's, <laughs> he's, getting over three he's absolutely more efficient than Najee Harris. He's averaging they're, they're, about fifty yards, three yards a carry, not involved in the receiving game at all, and can probably fall forward for a touchdown. So yeah, but things. so I, yeah, that's that's got some flex value, but there's really not anything here that that you want. Drake London is uh he had one target. And Kyle Pitts had uh five. He caught three for nine yards. That's not good. He led the team in targets too. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> tough threw, matchup. That was six that was sixteen uh pass attempts last week. Uh, uh something like that. Thirteen. Oh my god. Avoid yeah, thirteen. This. And and a game that should have been scripted like very pass heavy when they were down twenty one nothing. And yeah. they still just yeah. kept running the ball. Yeah, Arthur Smith is taking a lot of shit from you know because I'm of this for, game. I I'm ready for Ritter to come in. I just want to see what the kid can I, do. I think at, at this point there's mm-hmm. no there's literally no reason for them to play Marcus Mariota. Outside of what the record is, I don't know. Maybe they're so technically they're, they're they're obviously so technically in in the playoff race. But I mean, for fuck's sake, nobody's eliminated right now. Actually, I haven't even looked at the NFL standings. Oh, we got fucking trade questions here. Let's Great. go. Let's hear it. All right, first one from Hayden. Car- What's up? A uh, Karp- hey, uh, Karpinski. Should I trade Nicholas Chubb and Brandon Ayuk for Stefan Diggs in a dynasty? These are probably redraft. I would not. I would not think these are dynasty questions. I'm going to always lean redraft unless unless specified. I mean, I'm not concerned about the guy you part of that piece. I think whether you give up Chubb to get a wide receiver <laughs> depends on your roster construction, honestly. Because I mean, you know, Nick Chubb has been one of the most reliable running backs that you could possibly have, and you're talking reliable upside there, as has Diggs, but. So that one to me really comes down to, you know, do you have a surplus of running backs that you're trading away from to where Chubb is expendable and you're fine to make that upgrade at wide receiver um, or or not? This is more of a roster construction thing. I think the value is fine, but in a vacuum, it's really hard to evaluate that because that's in a, you know, a big upside elite wide receiver for a big upside elite running back. And to me, that really just depends on it's kind of a lateral move, in my opinion. So, you know, unless you've identified and I have some teams like this where, you know, I've got a surplus of running backs, but I really need help with the wide receiver position because they're not putting it together for me. Then, yeah, this is kind of a a neutral deal to me. Ayuk, I'm not concerned with. The last thing I do if I feel it's a lateral move between running back receiver, which I, I rarely ever you always lean running back. Yeah, they are the most. Yeah. Fragi- they're the most fragile. Look, look at what we're watching at the running back position now. And Chubb, yes, doesn't catch passes, and yes, Cremont will will rob touchdowns from him. You don't need to when you're rushing for over 100 yards most games. It's it's. I get to allure for digs, but it's a lot easier to make up wide receiver production and waiver wires than it is for running backs. So, I I have. I have a very difficult time wanting to make a one for one move because it's pretty much a one for one move. Ayuk, I don't say he's dead, but he's probably one that's going to take the most hit from the CMC trade, um, just because of lack of of overall touch of, of of target volume amongst all players. Um, I I'm not 
I wouldn't do that. I love Diggs. And, you know, Hayden, if you want to post your team on here, man, you know, you know, we can double back to this. Ryan, what are your your thoughts? No, I totally agree with that. It's like running back is like the gold. You don't want to get rid of it unless you have a true And there is no such thing. True it, surplus. There yeah. is no such thing as a true surplus to running back. Like, like if you if you just when else, you think you say that it's like starting pitching. You can never have enough of them because <laughs> just when you say that, somebody's gonna get hurt, somebody's gonna but get banged start, up. Jonathan Taylor's gonna miss two weeks and all of a sudden there is no true there's no true surplus to running back. There's, like all, there's an ACL, you don't. Yeah, like you know, we lose Javante Williams to ACL, we lose Brace Allen in the ACL, you know, James Robinson gets traded because of I'm trying back. to help the guy out here. I'm just trying to say if he I, drafted three like running backs, he went running back in the first three rounds and then started going wide receiver after that. You can kind of see that he might have a surplus of running backs, but me personally, I don't like. I don't, I don't think Diggs would have fallen that far. Diggs would still be a first round pick. That's still a really good. I mean, yeah. you know, a Chubb is a top three running back in Dynasty. Chubb was a second so round pick. A top. A Chubb is a top three running back right now. Yeah, and I would keep so Chubb. I, I think you yeah. have to. Like, I would too. I can hate him. So, 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 so here's his running backs. He's got Aaron Jones, Devin Singletary. Wide receivers are uh, Metcalf, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Hopkins. No, you don't need to make this move. Yeah, Hopkins need, no. back and nope. Jefferson. No, no. Yeah, you, you, need Chubb more, you need Chubb more than you need Diggs. Yeah. All right. Yep. Swavy JP. Swavy JP. All right. First thing. This is a a two for one deal. This is a little much for it. Should I trade? T. Higgins and Michael Pittman for Stephon Diggs. It's all their receivers are Amon Ross St. Brown and AJ Brown. Well, you look at T. Higgins. He's <laughs> he's stepped he's, right he's, in. His value he's a wide receiver one up, right now. Yeah. And then you look at Michael Pittman. He had good value, but now with the Matt Ryan going away, to me, he drops down to more like a low end wide receiver too. So that trade, yeah. I would do that. That's a good. That's a good trade right there for me to upgrade yeah, and, at that wide receiver. And Dan, I know you're higher on on Pittman, but Pittman's shown, you know, kind of a lot of floor here lately. It's not to say there's no upside, but you know, I don't think that moving to Sam Allinger is an upgrade for him. No, no, it hurts um, him. For and sure. while Higgins gets, you know, <laughs> a bump up, you one, you have to assume that that's temporary. And two, we just talked about how it's not just Higgins that gets that elevation. Um, so, yeah, I think that I would make this move and take the dig side. Here's some more context to this because it, this uh, speaks to uh, to overall roster construction. So his running backs, this is a 10, this is a 10 man PPL. So his running backs are, are fucking great right now. He's got Barkley. He's got Chubb. He's got Etienne. Oh, he's God. got Swift. He's coming back. And uh, 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 coming up the rear, looking like a donkey's ass, is AJ Dillon. Jesus Christ! So wow. obviously, you feel very confident about your running backs right now. You're probably not playing more than two receivers. My guess would be this is probably not a crazy r- roster starting. Probably doing two to three receivers. You know, one to two flex. Probably two running backs. You're most likely flexing all your. Both your flex spots are your backs. So you are upgrading. In theory, you're upgrading. You're starting to receiver from Higgins to Pittman to Diggs. You're probably between 
Amon Ra, Higgins, and Pittman, because AJ Brown's probably a starter no matter what. You're upgrading two of those for Diggs. There's obviously risk into this. Higgins, we don't know what the target consolidation will look like. Um with Chase being gone for the next, you know, four to six weeks. Diggs is role secure. He said it's two wide receiver flex. One flex. I like this move. It's very yeah. daring. There's a lot of risk to your depth because, again, it's a lot easier to make up production from receiver, but you're losing two starters at this point and only gaining one back. Um, but you're gaining a, a very good one back in return. So I'm I'm good with this deal. Probably want to go out there and maybe start, you know, picking up some, you know, some uh, flex and bio-worthy potential receivers to make up the rest of your depth. But pray to the running back gods that your team stays healthy because you should be locked in. Speaking There's, of not I'd, never having enough running backs, guys, Edwards questionable to return with a hamstring fuck, injury. I mean, again, uh, like clockwork, <laughs> these ACL injuries, guys, I'm just telling you. They're done. Where's the face cam? Love you guys. Where's the face cam? Diggs to the moon. Absolutely. Love Diggs. Yeah. I, I'm a Vikings oh, yeah. fan. I'll, I'll, I will forever love Diggs. I love Diggs. Um, we got another one here. Sweet. <clears throat> have Keep Chase have Chase looking to trade Walker for Travis Etienne and Tyler Boyd. Um, if it's redraft, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if it's dynasty, I, I, <laughs> I don't think I'm... Oh, my God. I don't know that I'm getting out of Walker for that in dynasty because, again, it is a temporary bump for... Ricky Higgins, but redraft, this is a no-brainer. You, you would have, I would absolutely move, you know, Walker going to ETN. I think that you're pretty similar there for the rest of the season. Um, and you, you get your fill in until Higgins, until Chase gets back. And even then, you know, the Bengals have shown they can be a good enough offense to support both and have both guys be startable. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you said uh, cup chase rest of the season outlook. Uh, just a quick thought. Obviously, Chase. Look, it, it's gonna be tough. It depends what we get out of, you know, a, a post injury. But for fantasy, it, it's he just throw him on the IR slot and wait, and then cup. It's it, it's obviously yeah. uh, start. Know, top three. That'll start rest of the year. Yeah, uh, touched. Devin Duvernay on a rushing touchdown. 66 total yards. No! And a tutty for Devin Duvernay. <laughs> no, I mean rushing. Uh, at least let Lamar throw it to you off of a swing pass. I, Isaiah likely six for 77 and a tutty. <laughs> Mark Andrews had three for 36 or, or three for 33. This Before what, we got what, hurt, yeah. But this could have been in my eliminator league. Where I, just, I should have started. I, want, I did start Devin Duvernay in some places. Oh, look at you. It's got fishbowl uh, mostly, but <laughs> let's keep her moving. Battle of Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh at Philly. Philly is 10 and a half point favorites. 43 and a half is the game total. Newly acquired Robert Quinn joins the team. We'll see how much he plays this week. Elite pass, pass rusher. Elite so. pass rush option. He probably doesn't need to be used more as a rookie. Well, more than just rotational. Um Again, these are you know double digit points. I, I tend to shy away from just a lot of weird shit can happen for them. The game total is what intrigues me. Is I, I just you know Pittsburgh's defense is just so wish washy. It's whether or not their offense can actually keep up, and when the spread gets to this high, it's just it's it, it's an expected blowout against a rookie QB against one of the league's best defenses. Go under, go under forty three and a half. That's 
one of my my favorite plays. How Matt Canada has not been fired yet is a mystery to me. <laughs> I know, right? This is like uh, his hate is approaching Steve Sarkeesian levels for me. And you remember that from year one. I mean, we had a whole chant that Nick hated, but we fucking did it. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, it's tough to do a lot of the Steelers right now. Obviously, you know, Najee finally got up the snide. Okay, fine. This is a tough defensive matchup, though. Um, Deontay Johnson's still getting the target volume, so you do have some floor there. Pat Fryermuth, very startable tight end. Um, and look, I love what George Pickens is is doing. This is going to be a test for that, but he's pretty much been a locked and loaded wide receiver too for the last several weeks now. So, you know, I, I'm okay, especially with the injuries of running out Deontay for volume and Pickens just because the floor's been there. But just be cautioned. This is a very tough matchup. Uh, for an offense that's been very, very out of sync. It's a very tough defensive matchup. So if you have other options and you're on the fence, keep that in mind, especially when it comes to Pickens and Johnson. Uh, Darius Slade, one of the highest shadow corners in yeah. the league. Yep. Figures to be on Deontay Johnson this week. Yep. It's going to be tough. Um, You know, pick, pick it. Turnover prone. So... Uh, I apropos last name for him, Pickett. <laughs> uh, on on the Eagles side of things, Miles Sanders. We talked about it. He's it's pretty chalk, really for for the Eagles. <laughs> like you said, what Steelers defense is going to show up? I don't know that it matters. Um, you know, Devonta Smith with all the injuries has you know one of the better floors in the league. You've been totally fine with AJ Brown. Um, Miles Sanders having a better season than we thought he would, and Goddard's a tight end that gets volume and is likely to finish top ten most weeks. I mean, there's not a lot to say about the Eagles. They they are pretty well chalk at this point. Yeah. DFS plays pretty well chalk. Also, I would also look at playing the Eagles DSC. They're a little bit pricey. There are, I think, the highest this week. Oh nope. Second highest this week at 3,900 with the way Kenny Pickett's been throwing those interceptions and the way Philadelphia just kind of shuts down everyone. I think this is going to be the game for them. But you got to pay up to have it. You can do a little skinny stack of like Miles Sanders and, you know, in the Philly defense. You know, yeah, you, or, you, know you know, you got to create the narrative. Or George Pickens in the Philly defense, you know, because George Pickens seems to be the only one that wants to catch passes from a. Or Kenny, Kenny Pickett's one that like looks for George Pickens more than anyone else. As he should. More than Mitch Trubisky. Like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, if anybody else is looking to throw, anybody other than those two is looking to throw to George Pickens, they're playing the game wrong. So Right. All right, before we move on, Swavy wants to know. JT for Chubb, straight up. Number he has Chubb. Why would you want to take the downgrade at running back? I feel like right now, it's like I feel like you're just training for name. It's a lateral move, at best. And right now, it's not a lateral move because Chubb is vastly outproducing JT. Yeah, and the Colts just took a step down on their overall offense. But yeah, yeah, no. yeah. This like, is, I, this Colts yeah. seems a lot like this might be. I won't call it a last year for JT, but this is going to be like you have a poor defense, poor you know. Uh, 
not okayish, but mostly poor defense and really poor quarterback. Even play. if he does return to to something similar after the injury, then you know to what he was last year. Is the upgrade really that significant to where it's worth a gamble? And I don't think so. No, no, no. no. But the I don't, the, I don't. The upgrade's not there. I just don't oh, see the I'm upgrade saying, there. I'm saying if I'm saying if he returns yeah. to some something similar to what he was last year, but is the upgrade then, that significant? Yeah, like both these guys don't catch passes a lot. Know, a lot. One of them has a a running back, you know, stealing touches, you know, touchdowns away from him, but. One of them plays on a significantly worse offense. Um, and at least Chubb is about to get <coughs> puke lots of back at some point. So I think Tom Brady retires when Tampa Bay loses this game in five minutes. Can can we have a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers retirement in the same week? You know how much joy that would bring to not only me and to you guys, but to all of all of Twitter. <laughs> just like, like collectively watch Aaron Rodgers just say we can't say relax. We're already halfway through the season. Yeah, but like, and you're done. And you're done. I like all watching right. Green Bay suffer as a Lions fan. As, as all fans of teams that are not the Packers and NFC North, we all love to collectively watch Green Bay Dumpster suffer. Fires. I'm sure Hopper would agree. Dumpster fires. Where is this game? All right. Moving on to Miami at Detroit. Miami, three and a half point favorites on the road. 51 and a half is the game total. Can Detroit's offense actually pick their shit up and get fucking producing? Because it's going to be a lot of points that they need to score to get to 51 and a half. Um, Miami's not going to do that all on their own. And uh, that's my biggest concern. I, I, I almost want to go under here just based off of what Detroit's shown us the past two games they've played. Uh, you know, uh, getting Swift back helps. I'm sure about Amara St. Brown and Jared Goff has been pretty bad lately. Amara St. Brown will be back, which I think does help Goff a bit. And remember, St. Brown was a concussion that wasn't a concussion and went out early last game and then missed the two weeks before. So, yeah, still a lot of points. I'm I'm going to go under here. I hope I'm wrong, but um, <clears throat> I just don't think Detroit's at the fire player that I can trust right now. To want to say I can bet this game over. I actually like Miami to cover three and a half on the road, too. Two of back. You got a lot of questionables around Detroit. Here. Did you not? Is there no cams going on? This guy's saying we don't have our cams on. Oh, you Mine's know on. What? No, I never you, took the, I you never, never did, took the graphics <laughs> off. Swaby. Swaby said he sucked to us. Swaby, bro. New sub. You Thank you for all the questions. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whoops. Forgot, I, oops. You we've know, done this for almost five. <laughs> we've done this for over four hundred episodes. Four hundred episodes, five <laughs> years. I still do that a couple times a year. It's great. We a do lot, have faces. A lot going on over here. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I I thought he was saying that as a joke, but then I'm like, well, he just said it again. Like, did he just forget to take the graphic off again? Yeah. You know, it's you bad. have a lot of work it's, to do. You have a lot of work to do. It's I get bad it. when. Uh, it's bad when we know exactly what I did before. Yeah. <laughs> but I told you it's not the first time, and it's definitely not the first time. Am I still a stick figure on he that? Goes, he, he, yeah. goes, <laughs> he goes, the cams were not on. Like, no, the cam was on the entire time. Cams were on the, the whole time. I just the never intro took the graphic, graphic down. <laughs> the intro graphic my bad. never came off. Yeah. It's, it's fun. But if you <laughs> could see through the intro graphic, the cams were there. Yeah. If you could see our faces. What am I talking about? 
Lions. Dolphins, Lions. Dolphins, okay. Lions. Dolphins are chalk. Um, don't not much else to say there. It's against the Lions. They're they're chalk. You know what that means. <laughs> um the Lions side of this, I also think you can go pretty chalky as far as Amon Ross Swift and Hawk go. Um I think golf is streamable. The the Dolphins defense um kind of middle of the road and we have seen Detroit come out with firepower when they were full strength. They've been banged up at the wide receiver position the last several weeks. Um they haven't had a Monra, they haven't had Swift for the last I think 4 weeks. Um not that you know Jamal Williams is bad by any means because he's he's definitely more than filled in well, but they're just not the same type of player as far as it comes to opening up the passing game. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I do think Detroit has kind of a get right week here. Um, and, and this is a game that I want to target for, you know, particularly for the studs that are in it. Um, and obviously Miami's got a great defensive matchup going against Detroit. And I think Detroit's is pretty neutral and they can get it right in this one. We can only hope for Detroit. I like Raheem Mostert a lot this week at I do 59. too. Is it Mostert's taking over that backfield. So. Oh, dude. It's not only like has he taken over that backfield. He he is like an RB1 in fantasy, basically. Mm-hmm. Over his last four games, he's been averaging 19 opportunities. Like That's rushing and targets. And he's been averaging about 90 yards a game also. The downside, scored two touchdowns. Two total touchdowns. Touchdowns but, are fluky. They're fluky. Right? They'll come. Mm-hmm. They can come back. But the Lions are also 30th against the run and they've already given up 12 touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns this year alone. So I can see uh, Mostert being a sneaky start and getting back into the end zone at 5,900. So he's still under that 6,000 I like. Five targets last week. It's because Chase Edmonds can't catch footballs anymore. Oh, Chase Edmonds. I used to love him. Now I hate him. Yeah. Good at football. All right. Cardinals at the Vikings. Vikings three and a half point favorites at home. 48 and a half is the game total. If you're looking at it from a uh from a spread spread standpoint, Minnesota not great against spread this year, just soon four. Arizona has been kind of back and forth, but they've covered three of the past four games. Uh the offense obviously not that offense as a whole had two defensive touchdowns against the Saints last Thursday night, but finally we're, we're able to get more production than what we've seen throughout. Looks like the loss of Marquise Brown did not affect him from that much from the standpoint. Getting Hopkins back was the bigger was the bigger deal. Yeah, that was always going to be the bigger deal. Um, but Minnesota, it, it, it's you know coming off the bye week, we'll see what happens. Um. I'm not betting spread in this game. I just don't trust. I, I don't really trust other team to really take advantage of, of, of big opportunities here. So I'll take the over. Cause I do think there's some shootout potential here. Um, definitely shootout potential. So over 48 and a half. All right. Um, Arizona, we're going to have to watch the, the running back situation into Sunday. Um, and see what goes on there. You know, Benjamin's obviously been starting the last couple of weeks. James Connor, um, practicing in a limited fashion. So uh, definitely going to have to watch that backfield uh, in the, the passing game. It's, I mean, Ertz has been fine all year. Then it's Hopkins. 
as far as the wide receiver game goes. It's about all you need out of that. On the Viking side of this, I like Kirk Cousins as a streamer this week against Arizona. Um, here, let me throw some real stats behind that. I feel like I've been lacking real stats this episode. <laughs> you got to get some more real stats in here. Let's just hope it backs up what I was going to say. Yeah, Cardinals giving up the seventh most points to to fantasy quarterbacks. They gave up 36 to Andy Dalton, 30 to Jalen Hurts. So um, shaping up to where this could be a pretty big day for for Cousins. I like Thielen this week. Thielen is no longer, uh, you know, what I would consider an every week start, but the, the target volume has been there since week two. He's had over seven targets. He hasn't broken 100 yards. Um, but he's always a red zone threat. And as long as the target volume is there, then you're in pretty good shape. And, you know, he is going up against a, a Cardinals secondary that, that will give up some catches and give up some points. So there you go. That's what I got on that game. Nothing on Swift, not Swift. Sorry. Nothing on Dalvin cook. Um, there's not a lot to say. He's, he's healthy. You play him. He's not had quite the upside you would hope for, but he's been absolutely fine. He'll get it there. I like Irv Smith. I mean, it's Arizona. You start tight ends. You play tight ends against them. I mean, look, we were laughing about Juwan Johnson and his two touchdowns from last week. But the weeks prior to that, Noah <laughs> Fan and Dallas led their teams in receiving yards. That's not going to happen this week with Irv Smith, not with Justin Jefferson on the field, but you get the point. Mm-hmm. I would start I would start Irv Smith at $3,500. Especially with no Kelsey this week. And no uh, Andrews now because you know, Andrew played tonight. It's a good call given the touchdown upside. I mean, he's right there, and that I'm going to give you three to four receptions and 30 to 40 yards as a tight end. So yeah. I don't have to be heartbroken by Mark Andrews getting hurt. He's still actually going to be within two points of a tight end one. So <laughs> he can finish his tight end 11 still. All right, we got a question. This kind of sounds like a humble break question because he's asking us to sit one of these players. Okay. <laughs> and they're, it's like the entirety of his, of the top of his roster. So between all these, they're both running back receivers too, by the way. Um, sit one. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Ramondre Stevenson, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. I think I'd sit Amon Ross A. Brown. Just because of that high it's angle between sprint. Stevenson and Amon Ra for me. I mean that yeah, I think that was always uh it's always been the play. Um I mean Cook's been a bit inconsistent, Patrick. That's 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 definitely been true. But again He's been inconsistent, but an inconsistent <laughs> He also came off a four touchdown game or was it or, or, or three touchdown game pre buy. So it was a four touchdown game pre buy and then a two touchdown game. And it was, let's see, he was over a hundred scrimmage yards in that four touchdown game. He was right at 90 before that. Um, he's had touchdowns, Dalvin Cook, been good for a touchdown in three of the last four games that he's played on the ground. So, and in the air, he's actually in those three of the last. <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong thing. Sorry, not in the air. But either way, touchdowns in three of his last four games. I'm not sitting Dalvin Cook right now. It's it's either Amon Ra or or Stevenson, and I might actually lean Stevenson a little bit here. Um, pretty pedestrian game against the Bears. I mean, he was involved in the receiving game, so scoring matters. I don't know if you said if it was PPR or not, but in in any event. Um, 
I think Stevenson has the the least amount of upside out of that list. Obviously, good problems to have, but you know, for me, it's it's Stevenson. I like Amon Ra a little a little bit more in that matchup against Miami. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, if uh, um, if Amon Ra can't go, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you're sitting him, but. You know, with Harris back in that offense as well, and the offense is a bit in flux too. You know, with you know between Jones or yeah or Zappy and 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 yeah, I I I know Cook hasn't been what we've seen over the past couple of seasons, but he's not losing opportunity to you know to Madison or anything. So you just don't need to sit him. It's very over a guy like Stevenson, right? It's very they're very similar. Look, I think ultimately whatever decision you make whether it's what we tell you or not you're going to be fine here yeah so i mean you're talking i think with these guys a lot of what you're talking in in most leagues is you know who's going to give me a floor of 20 points versus 17 right yeah so you good problems to have i mean upside wise i lean amara but you know you lean a different direction, you're going to be okay. I don't think any of these guys are going to kill you. No. All right. Where oh, are we wow. at? Oh, wow. Brian, did you give your... Are you done doing your, your Cardinals... Are we done with Cardinals Vikings? We're on Miami Detroit. Are we on Miami? No, we did Miami Detroit last time. Last oh, game. did we? Yeah. yeah. I think we're on Ryan for Cardinals Vikings. I was done. Okay. Brian, do you have any uh, DFS Vikings Cardinals? Oh, yeah. I, I did Irv Smith, so we were in the next game. We're, after that. Hey, right. All right. We're in the Yay. battle. Yeah, we're uh, one more one more noon game, folks. So then, uh, yeah. New England, uh, Patriots at the Jets. Jets are uh, Patriots, two and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, 40 and a half is the game total. Uh, Pumped this game to the moon. I don't fucking care. It just, I don't, I don't care. Wow. I don't. Wow, it's literally my response. Wow, just wow. Oh wow, no, they don't even deserve a wow. <laughs> Jacoby oh, no. Myers is floor plus, especially with Mac Jones playing, and you can start all of the running backs that you would consider oh, starting. Wow. We just talked about Ramondre Stevenson, so I'm not gonna hash that one out again. Look, not a lot of rushing production, but you know he showed that he's not gonna get game scripted out. Yes, Damian Harris is back, but you know it was Stevenson the pulled in eight receptions coming from behind and multiple touchdowns and yeah, you're not disappointed by that performance. I don't think you're going to be disappointed by his performance at all. Um, as far as James Robinson goes with the, the jets, the trade was long enough to where he should at least be able to have a 50, 50 package there. Um, Carter is going to be fine receiving game. Uh, the jets, we know that they're not really supporting receivers right now plain and simple so um until you get more clarity out of that don't start any of them and for the patriots it's you know jacoby myers has really only been the only one worth starting he's got a fine floor floor again ton of injuries he's the best floor player you can plug in because his ppr floor is right around 10 points um and he's shown the this year that he can't have a bit of upside to him so yeah he's got two touchdowns on the year now so He's more than double. Already doubled his production. (laughs) 
But yeah, like same for DFS. He, he's the only one I'm looking at. Fifty six hundred. It's like until that dollar value starts going up, I'm gonna keep playing him. And the funny thing is, Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones are both fifty three hundred this week too. So <laughs> even Vegas, worth? even Vegas doesn't know. For what that's worth, you know. We'll, we'll talk about that one. We're gonna have a, a fucking a quarterback by committee, something nobody wants. <laughs> I thought that's where we were going when Belichick came out after halftime and said, "You'll see them oh, both." Oh my god! Apparently, what he meant by "you'll see them both" is you will see them both if you look at the sideline. You'll see Mac Jones, and then you'll see Bailey Zappi on the field. God. All right. Titans at uh, Texans. Titans two and a half point favorites. Forty and a half game total. Titans turn their. Uh, Kind of under the radar four game winning streak here. I've I've covered all four of those games. God, it's so gross again. It, it's it's just like they're winning 19 10, 21 17, 20, like they're not winning with offensive output. They're they're playing against bad teams. They played any twice, Washington. I mean Raiders best team there, obviously, but uh Houston doesn't have a good team. Titans should cover this game two and a half. Um Derrick Henry ran the ball thirty fucking times last week. Yeah, <laughs> not a recipe for for also covering the over. So no. I will take Tennessee and the under. <laughs> yeah, I, right. Yeah, like you know, we can just we can also just skip this game if we like. It's a very easy fantasy game, right? It, it is a very easy fantasy game. Yes, <laughs> running backs go. Yeah, literally, that's it. Samesies for DFS. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Who would you guys rather have rest of the season? Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, Mahomes. All right. Giants at the Seahawks. Seahawks. The Giants just can't get the respect they deserve. Uh, game of the week. Six and one. Seahawks are three-point favorites at home. Vegas didn't learn their lesson trying to get Jacksonville to favor. Seahawks three point favorites at home. Forty four and a half is the game total here. Um, I, again, the Giants. I mean, Seattle's been fun, right? The offense has been great. Defense stepping up. A lot of good draft picks. Look, I'll be surprised if we get good Geno for the entirety of the season. And the Giants, all they do is win dirty. That 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 is their mo. Their offense does not need to be productive their defense is good enough to withstand the inconsistencies. What do you it. mean? Daniel Jones going to run for a billion yards. Oh my God. And then, you know, trip over himself after three yards. <laughs> Cause that's what he does. Uh, again, I, giants plus three I'll, giants money line. Fuck it. You're, you're getting better odds. Giants money line, right? At some point they're going to, they're going to, you know, this is going to catch up to them. I don't think it starts in Seattle. Yeah, um, I'm watching Wandale Robinson. I don't want to necessarily play him, but he was the leading target getter. All five foot six of him. Hey, <laughs> someone's got to be Rondell Moore. If Rondell Moore can't be hey, Rondell Von Moore. Austin all over again. Hey, man, <laughs> yeah, Wandale Robinson's right. awesome. Moving on, Wandale. Nope, moving on. Uh, <laughs> for Seattle. Block it, banged up, Metcalf banged up. You're going to have to check in Sunday to find your figure out about that wide receiver ga- uh, game when we know who's active and who's not active. Either way, Dan's absolutely right. The Giants win games dirty. They win them with defense. This is not 
a strong matchup for them. You are going to see plenty of Kenneth Walker um, in Saquon Barkley. This is another one where I just look at it and I say, running backs. Oh yeah. Running backs. Okay, cool. Keep removing. I do think there's going to be some wide receiver value in this game, particularly uh, on Seattle side. We just won't know who it is until Sunday. Yep. Lockett, I think, should just be a lock regardless of McCaffrey. Lockett's a lock. Well, Lockett's Lockett, a lock. Get it? Lockett's uh, dealing with a hamstring injury. Is God right now. So, damn it! That's right. That's why Good I said. Win. That's why I said we won't really know. Oh. And then, but yeah. he practiced fully. He practiced fully today. Did I he? practiced fully. No days, Ryan. Does that matter? I practiced fully today, and I'm good. Let's go. Let's go. DFS. Oh, unless you're done, Hopper. I'm done. Are you not done? Okay. I'm DFS, done. Ryan. It, is it running uh, backs? It's, yeah, it's running backs and Giants I, defense. It, no, actually, I would do Lockett if Lockett's good. And Geno Smith still, man, he's at 5,800. He's getting up there in cost, but I'd still fine. start him. He still has that floor. He still has that rushing ability if it, if it kicks in. I like it. You guys ready for Carson Wentz revenge game? Commanders at the Colts. Colts, three-point favorites at home. 39 and a half is a game total. Again, a game I do not fucking care about. Just don't. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 nothing sexy about this game. Neither, I mean, I guess Washington, because Taylor Heineke can do things. He beat Green yeah. Bay. Woo. I'm Taylor Heineke. I get nothing. <laughs> Hopper's out of press. Running backs. Running backs. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, I mean, look, I say that in jest. McLaurin, yeah, you're good there. Um, Heineke, I like as a stream. The Colts are tough because you mm-hmm. don't know how this is going to shift with the quarterback change. Um, Pittman, if you must, but because it's not a bad matchup, but I would uh, steer clear. The other thing with this is that, you know, the commanders do still have a decent pass rush and the Colts offensive line is banged up and not good. So you could look at the commanders for a stream there. It's going to be a tough game for, for Mr. Allinger. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I think game. that you're okay with Pittman, but I, yeah, this is not a week where you get cute with somebody who, let's say, Alec Pierce, who might have been coming on strong the last few weeks or anything like that. A uh, Paris Campbell, bro. Domination. Uh, don't get cute with that. There we either. go. Back to back double digit target weeks with Tutties. Good for, <laughs> good for him. They just got rid of Matt Ryan. So, what now? Right, playing, I mean, playing literally no receivers from this game. No running nothing. backs, right? Yep, running backs. Probably Pittman, like you said, because you know. Oh, Pittman, McLaurin's, nah. McLaurin's nah. been fine, and Curtis Samuel, other than the dud, has had a little bit of floor to him this year. So, oh, uh, down a couple weeks ago, he had eight. Excuse me, he had eight targets and ten PPR points last week. That's fine for a floor. <laughs> I'm still on the Brian Robinson train in DFS though, because he's at 5600, and he gets the, he's getting the carries. He's had 37 over the last two games, so that's kind of like to me that's workhorse workhorse back related. He, yeah, needs to be more... he just hasn't. He also just hasn't looked good. I feel bad saying it because of what he did. No, because he has it. He, he's you know been, what is it? 
his average has been 3.2 yards per carry. Like he's Najee Harris, but but he's getting story. better. Yeah, but he's, oh, like, he's his, getting his, better. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. that's good. His yards per carry have gone up. Like each it's like Antonio week. Gibson's also looked better in his limited roles. His yeah. limited work. Oh my god! So I mean, you're you're hoping that the 50, uh, 15 to twenty touches he gets, that he falls in the end zone on this god, one. Jesus, just avoid this game. <laughs> Niners at the Rams. Niners one point one and a half point favorites on the road, forty two and a half. I bet you when the schedule makers made this game, they're like, "Oh God, this is gonna be fucking incredible." Game total is less than forty three. <laughs> uh, again, I I'm taking the net. I I just don't think the Rams are there. I just don't think like the bottom has fallen out of them. Thank God they won that Super Bowl last year because I'm not saying this is the end of it. By any means, but look, it's a hangover. They're coming off the bye. They got some liquid IV in them. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> there we go. The uh, the makeshift offensive line and the and the glass uh, cannon mentality for building your roster has finally caught up to them. I'll, I the will offensive take the line actually was what I was concerned about catching up to them when they were running. Oh, absolutely, fifty year old yeah. Andrew Whitworth out there and. You've done nothing to solidify it. That was always going to be what got up to him. And was... that's what and that's what catches up to this team when you don't have a mobile quarterback to really do much with. And you can't oh, protect them and you can't let these guys run their actual routes, these wide receivers to run their actual routes. Well, I mean, put <sighs> what's his name in there? He's mobile. Hey, Julio Jones got a touchdown. What? What? Yeah. He did eight yards. Put John Wolford in there. He's mobile. <laughs> it's one wildcat, but you just say throw the ball to Cooper Cup. All right, Tom Brady, three twenty-five touchdown. Not a bad game. He's uh, he's found a way to be a streamer this week. Yeah, yeah, they're still gonna lose, and and apparently he should have a lot of turnovers in this game. That just never happened because you know, Tom Ravens, Brady, Ravens defense. All right, there's a game preview, huh? No, we got one more. I mean, we're. I mean, uh, no, we still I, have two. I, I haven't talked Rams Niners at all. So I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Um, he also hates this game. Perfect. Yeah, I do hate this game. Actually, I, I don't. I don't love this outside of your your normal, you know, your Cooper Cups of the world. And I mean, I guess Daryl Henderson is fine, maybe, but really, your Cooper Cups, Christian McCaffrey's. I don't think Debo is going to play. So, you know, that probably bodes well for Kittle. I don't love this game. I just, I don't love it for fantasy purposes. I think it'll be more fun to watch than it will be to have players in. Running backs. <laughs> yep. Play your running backs. Well, actually, running back. And Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup. What about Allen Robinson? And He's getting red zone tar- targets every game. Are they going to get to the red zone in this game? <laughs> it's a good, yeah, it's so a good he, defense. He has been, but I think it's a good defense. That's it's a exactly, good pass rush. That's actually exactly my problem is it's a good defense. And Allen Robinson still has, in the last four weeks, one game over 25 yards. Right. I don't, I don't want to rely <laughs> yeah. on the touchdown. Oh, we were all fooled. <laughs> this team had us fooled the whole time. Especially the contract they gave him. I don't want to rely on the touchdown. He's got two games all season over 25 yards. So what about Ben Skoranek? A cheap one, you know, if you go deep. 
DFS on that one? No. We mean no. Are you saying things just to say things? I'm just saying, yeah, words. I, I I'm messing with you. But like he's like he's surpassed Allen Robinson in that point. He, yeah, that nine or ten point PPR floor. He has no ceiling. It's it's just all floor. It's all floor. What's floor? <laughs> What's ceiling? But for, for forty one hundred bucks, it's a it's a cheap floor that could be a good day. He, he could get a touchdown. Shown no upside. He has no touchdowns in his career. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He he has no career touchdowns. He's shown no upside. You're going to bet on the guy with no career touchdowns to get the touchdown this week? Hey, man, that's how you win DFS. The bull move, to... Cotton. The no, how you win DFS is me talking about this, so he is going to have three touchdowns this week. <laughs> right, yeah. You heard it here first. I'm shitting on a guy. That means what's going to happen. Is it, is, uh, you'll get a text. I'll be like, hey, Chris. Actually, look at me. Let me hold on. I want to look at this real quick. Maybe I will talk myself into Ben Skoranek. Yeah, Jesus. Let's see. No, hold on. Two games left. Hold on. Hold on. No, there's Ben Skoranek at ten thirty at night. There's no. (laughs) Brian, I hate you so much. I'm just kidding, buddy. Actually, wait. He's fourth in target separation versus man coverage. I don't care in the league. I did find something under his metrics that isn't bad. Everything else is bad because they because like, because they, they, there's six to... cover because there's six defensive back on them. It's it, it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's why no one cares about Ben. Scrub. It's because he looks like Cooper Cup, like like he like he wears no. double like he wears like you know the teens number, and he's white, and they're like, oh god, they're about the same be, size. I mean, they're about the same size. They're, <laughs> they're almost built the same like. We can't cover two of these guys. Actually, the athleticism is pretty close to the yeah, same. Jesus Christ. Right? Ben Skronik, take your mask off. Chris is going to go pick him up everywhere tonight. He's all over him now. All right. The, the Dynasty, I, I might take some flyers here. No. See? Gosh. See, it's this, just the names I come up with at the end. No, 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 no. This isn't bad. What's his drop? No. He's only got one drop this year. That was the problem last year. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Fourth against man. <laughs> Fourth in separation. That's, that's your only thing you have. He's fourth against man. He's fourth against man. Uh, He's outproducing Allen Robinson. Because when this quarterback floor. sucks. So, I mean, that's a thing. It's because he runs the short routes like Cole Beasley. His yards and, and per route. <laughs> 1.1 yards per route run. 76. <laughs> oh, target accuracy, though. He's eighth. So, I yes, mean. because Stafford is working out. Be- Stafford <laughs> can find him a yard downfield. <laughs> I'm We're sorry, Dan. On. We're, we're all right. Packers <laughs> at the Bills. and true catch pa- rate. <laughs> Packers at the Bills. Bills are ten and a half point favorites. Forty-seven and a half is the game total, which feels like a gift. Green Bay is not scoring more than like fifteen points. Maybe they should trade for Ben Skoranek. Maybe they should trade for Ben <laughs> Buffalo by country mile. I know I don't like double digit point spreads, but fuck it. We're going we're Buffalo going, by a million. We're running with it. Buffalo by a million. And if that's the case, that means no, they cover the over, but no. Buffalo by both. a million. Can you trust any of Aaron Rodgers' wide receivers here? Can you trust Aaron Rodgers to not retire at halftime? Touche. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bet. Like you like 
you can't obviously bench Aaron Jones, but you like there's no one you can play in this game. It's on the, there's on nobody the on the Packers side, side you can like, trust nobody. playing in this game with it being a, a Sunday night game. There's going to be a lot of questions around the health of a lot of these guys. A couple hamstring injuries with uh, old Hammy Watkins there, and uh, there's a callback for you, Dan Hammy Watkins. He's also, I think, he's hurt too with a ham with a Hammy injury. I thought he is, and so is Christian Watson, and Alan Lazard's likely not playing, and. Uh, you can trust Robert Tunyon in this one, I think. Because someone's got to get targets. Not a might as well be the tight end. Not yeah. a great recipe to fall by, but yeah. someone's got to get targets when the, they're being blown out in this game. The Bills side of this, chalk, Singletary, Davis, Diggs, Allen. What's the over under of of seeing Jordan Love by the third quarter? You'll see him just like you saw Mac Jones. He's right <laughs> over there on the bench. Go look. It's going yeah. to be it's going to be like Malik Willis coming in for Ryan Tannehill against against Buffalo back in week two. Yeah, I Hold on, Ryan. While Hopper's looking at stuff for DFS, uh, sure. For <laughs> your yeah, I mean. your Sunday night showdown, nothing. Yeah. Nah, I got like a post. They have a post pan. They have a prime time one. I'm looking at right now. It's Ooh, eight dollar entry. So you actually get like real like true values. <laughs> they had to do it. Gabe Davis, sixty one hundred. He's not going to be needed in this game. Romeo Dobbs, because they have no freaking. He gets all of his productivity in the first. <laughs> the first half. I know he's the reason why they blow out teams, Dan. He's That's why he never produces in the second half. Right, they don't need him by the second half. He's at home sipping tea. He's like, ah, the... I, did, I did my job. First <laughs> me activity. The, and... Give me the three targets for 185 yards and two touchdowns. How is... Okay, whatever. Are you still looking up Ben Skronik numbers? Can we... Are we done with that? Uh, no. We're on our last game. Then go ahead and intro it. I'm paying I, I, attention. I, I, All maybe right. Maybe Bob, Bobby Tunyon because they have no freaking wide receivers. That is true. They 4, have some receivers, but they're not really worth much. Tanyan's their best receiver right now, I feel like. I like, like. Tanyan, yeah. Yeah. Bengals at the Browns. Monday Night Football. We've made it, guys. It's 1030. We've made it. Three and a half point favorites the Bengals are. Ooh. 45 and a half is the game total. No chase. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure if, if this has gone. I'll pull up the pick center and see how much this has dropped since the chase it full was announced. Lions actually moved up, and the over under line has dropped two and a half points since it was uh, first announced here. So Hop just picked Hop just picked up Skoranek in one of our leagues. Of course he did. That's that's uh, that's a Hopper brand thing to did do. Anybody <laughs> think this wasn't about to happen? I mean, I mean, Hopper <laughs> talked literally talked himself into a player on air, <laughs> only to, to go out and pick him up I... in leagues. I started it. You I fucking t- did this. It's a firecracker, man. I just freaking lit it. And this is your Hopper. legacy. You have, I love it. You have bargain bin. You have dollar store Cooper Cup. Thank you. <laughs> and and to go back to previewing this game because that's what the listener will want. You say listener. I say listener. <laughs> so we're down in now. <laughs> I'm still take. I'm still sick, and I'll take Cincy into points. Um, you know, I'll I'll, uh, I'll stay away from the game total. I will keep an eye on it, but I'm not gonna. I'll probably bet it. Trade some people away there. I don't think that I can justify Ben Skoranek in that league. Uh, fantasy, can, fa- fantasy breakdown of this final game. 
Oh, right. Bengals Browns. They're playing football. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We've talked about the Bengals at length, and I think everything we talked about holds holds true. That's um, fair. You can run chalk with them, but we've talked a lot about them in this show. Um, and you know what the loss of Jamar Chase means. And you you're fine in this one. For the Browns, um, you know, there is another guy that I talked myself into here recently in a lot of places. That's not of it's chronic. Uh, no, no. <laughs> This is this is last week's news. Vince Garonics this week's news. This is last week's news. And it right. is Donovan Peoples Jones. Um he since week four has been over five targets a game. He's got multiple games up above the fifty yard mark. No no touchdowns, but if you're looking for floor, Peoples Jones has has definitely been able to provide that. It's not a tough matchup this week. If you need a fill in, if you just lost somebody, somebody, and you need to go pick someone up that's likely not going to dodge you, Peoples Jones has absolutely been that guy. Um, so you can roll with that. Actually, outside of touchdowns, he's outproduced Cooper during that stretch, as far as receptions and and yardage goes. So Cooper's got two touchdowns in that stretch, but. Peoples Jones has actually outproduced him as far as actual yardage and receptions. So and you're fine with Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt's been very, very uh almost freakishly consistent. It's so, weird. It is weird. Want to hear the greatest tweet and that sums up this 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 past uh two to three weeks of fantasy football? What's that? The winner of the Falcons Panthers game on Sunday will have sole possession of first place in the NFC South. Wow. That's because the Bucks just lost. Who the fuck had in week eight had the Panthers and Saints battling or the Falcons and Panthers battling for DVR first that. place? Damn. That is oh my god. Ben Saronic is owned in our 16 Jesus league. fuck. Of course he is 16 team. <laughs> Ryan, DFS stuff for your Monday primetime slates. You're going to go quarterbacks. You're going to go running backs. Wide receiver. I like so Tyler Boyd. Geez. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tyler Boyd. I like a lot at 5,100. A sneaky tight end. Harrison Bryant with David Njoku being out now. Sneaky. I actually like him. Sneaky. He's coming around corners after it. You know what? You, why don't you go read about Harrison Bryant and go pick him up? I like Harrison you know Bryant. You're, you too? You, yeah, you're gonna go pick him up now. No, he's I'm, the only. He's a lone tight I'm end. Not. I'm trying to team. figure out how to fit Vince Garonic on this roster. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have Harrison Bryant also on your team by tomorrow night. Uh, this damn. is this is the first time in Tom Brady's career that he's been two games under 500. Oh, really? yeah. Even I'm shot. Th- that's amazing. That's actually fucking incredible. It is incredible. Incredible see? career. Sad to see it end tonight. He should have. He should have just retired and stayed home. He, he should have not sacrificed his marriage for this dumpster fire of a season. That's the show. That's the we show. done. Thank you guys. Thank you for the new guys up at the chat. All the great questions. Thank we you, fucking ben. out this bitch. Thank we'll, you, Ben Skronik. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ryan, for Ben Skronik. You fucking asshole. I love you so much. Love you too. Ha, 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 ha.